0: Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now, your host
1: Ace. The picks. Do we want to talk about the uh the Monday Night Football? Um, oh, is it? Awesome. The rescheduling. I guess the flex scheduling flex. or whatever the hell they're Flexing they do. Monday well, oh, Night Football. Wait, wait, we're
2: flex.
0: I do. Yeah, they're they gonna flex
2: can, Monday Night. S- they can start flexing
0: Monday, Monday Night yeah. games starting this week. Yes. Yeah, but the interesting part is they didn't put Philadelphia on there again against Buffalo, which would make sense. You
2: have no experience doing. So I mean what, what
0: or at the very least, Ooh. Denver versus Cleveland, which would actually be a better game. But Minnesota that's and Chicago it. can determine whether or not if Chicago manages to pull off an upset, Minnesota's not going to the playoffs, basically.
1: Well, I would think it would be difficult because they don't they don't typically flex games. Like they won't they won't if they're gonna flex it, they're gonna announce that well in advance so this if i remember correctly this came, came out on tuesday so usually they would have flexed if they were to they want to flex it they would have probably announced that like last sunday so yeah, i, I would have so been surprised right. if they would have flexed the bears and vikings
0: that's true but i don't think there's really a better game this week um if yeah. um so, was healthy maybe you could see new orleans and atlanta
1: Well, I mean, Josh Dobbs is a NFL darling, at mm-hmm. least right now, and and Justin Fields being back, so there's there's intrigue, I guess, you know, from the quarterback side of things. Even if the two teams aren't necessarily, not necessarily in the playoff, you know, in the playoff hunt. So, you know, and it's a divisional game, so you know, there's I think there's intrigue for the Bears Vikings, even though there might have been better games on the slate. Um. For this weekend that could have gone to the spot but any anyway, i mean looking at the game we have what would you have what would you have fixed it with i mean yeah like i said it, it, it feels up to me buffalo philly.
2: philly buffalo philly make, plays a
0: buffalo philly but i would make cleveland and denver play again or i'd give you the worst possible game philly philly, and philly just
3: me. played on uh, and, philly, and, and, have and have i have New England. think
0: I'd have New England bad. at the Giants. I'd make them play just because, just to see Belichick play.
3: No, you
2: wouldn't. No, you but wouldn't.
0: Yes, if I was in charge, that's, that's what I would do.
2: Those two teams are uh, fighting for the, the number one seed. in, the, in has, has
3: any team ever played Monday night back-to-back, though? I, I when, don't recall.
0: Yes, that happens. I've seen it happen on Sunday recall, night. I don't recall when any back-to-back?
3: back-to-back
1: Monday nights.
3: When does that happen with a team that's been on Monday night football back-to-back weeks?
1: I don't. I've, I've never I don't seen know. it. I the only thing I have seen is <laughs> I, I have okay. seen I have seen a Thursday night to Monday night. I mean, right? yeah. so like a they play on yeah. Thursday night and then they play the following Monday.
3: Yeah, but not a Monday to Monday. I don't think. Yeah, that's a...
1: contractually,
3: that might be something they cannot do. I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The don't networks think. are paid a lot of money and the writer's strike and the actor's strike. There hasn't been one new TV show on all fall. So if you've noticed, Monday Night Football has been coming on ABC old school. So they need as much viewers as they can get. That's a different
3: different podcast, I guess.
0: I'm just saying, like, real talk. Like, they they need these games badly. They wish they had a Black Friday
3: game. New TV show all fall. No, no. It's been a
0: accurate. new TV show, yeah. Um, there's no Abbott Elementary or anything new like that. So that's what they've been going with. It's just these games. Which is why gotcha. I was trying to get into them so quick. Levon, how do you feel about uh, Tommy DeVito, your new starting quarterback?
3: I li- I like the good fella gesture he did after his little touchdown. Thought that was that was apropos. Pretty sure he got a lot of people juiced. But um, he's not an NFL quarterback. It's, Ooh, it's, it's been a loss. Passes. He won y'all again. Football giant. He's, he's. I could throw three touchdown passes in one game in the NFL if if need be. But he's not an NFL quarterback. Not for the long term.
0: Note the time. Is anybody Ron who thinks otherwise. passes.
3: So, in the game. If you gave me enough time to get in shape and get my arm right and go out there. And throw, you know, three passes, maybe what fifteen yards, and have somebody take it the rest of the way. I could do that. I mean, I can't throw a thirty-yard bomb into the end zone, possibly, but I could throw a, a five-yard slant and have somebody run the other ninety-five yards. So you to want to score? Be, I could do well, that. Well, 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 I'm well, tall well, enough well,
2: to do just quarterback well. then, because you know Zach Wilson yeah, can't Zach, do that.
3: Zach Wilson can that. Zach go Wilson off couldn't and, do that and this, and whole this whole season. Tommy he couldn't. Tommy DeVito can go out there and do I just heard Drew Brees played 13 years with a fucked up shoulder. Drew Brees can play <laughs> 13 years with an arthritic shoulder, and now he can't even raise his arm above his, his waistline. I think I could throw a, a one or two touchdown passes if schemed up properly in the National Football League. I don't see why not. If I trained, I think we all could do that.
0: You really, really no, do. I can't do that. Okay, I, 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 I appreciate Levan's uh, insanity because I think we all could do I, Don't don't involve me in your crazy takes. Just 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 own it yourself. That's fine. I'm
3: not being. I know. I'm being absolutely sad. no no. When you look at the league today. When you look at the league today, and these guys these guys train these guys train to do it. And from what I see, almost anybody can do this job if you spend your life training to do it. I mean, you act like these are like. Selected by nature. I mean, some of them, but a, a vast majority of them are just guys who've been training to do a job and, you know, they go out there and they do it to the best of their ability. I don't see why we couldn't if, you know, we trained. We could yeah. go out there Sunday and Malik could catch a pass Speaking and you could probably, that, you know. Speaking you do to that, that,
0: I'd like to mention that there are in the AFC, there are only three quarterbacks. Teams would currently be in the playoffs. That have ever played in a playoff game. The other four, three, the other four: Tua, mm. Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's a rookie, C.J. Stroud, and
3: Kenny Pickett.
0: To that point.
3: Oh, Kenny Pickens, There you go, Kenny, Kenny, Pickett. Kenny.
0: Pickett, man. Right now, it's Josh Dobbs would be the seventh seed Kenny playing Pickett. the Detroit Lions. Kenny Pickett. You not a Kenny Pickett mm.
3: fan? Kenny Pickett is a good example of what I just said. I mean, he doesn't throw anything in between the hashes or down the field. Everything is short and quick for the most part. And he is an NFL quarterback. So,
0: Malik, you want to chime in here? Because I know you got some, uh, you got something you want to say about this.
1: Well, I mean, about Pickett, I just wonder if that's a function of the offense and now that the offensive coordinator has been fired, been fired, you know, if that's going to change. Or if that's just – because he, he did throw the ball down the field at Pitt right there there was there's definitely you know highlights of him um pushing the ball down the field when he was in college um so he may just have walked into an offense that is not catered to his skill set and so we'll see what happens i i do i tend to agree with levon in the sense that NFL quarterbacks with 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 the with the like the slight difference like with with the the way that NFL quarterbacks have been um champion or have been like given this this pedestal this have been placed on this pedestal over the course of you know the last I'd say the last year really think about it the best quarterback a, 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 in, in any given year you probably have about five elite QBs in the NFL rest of them are pretty average yeah um
3: to below I want, average. So, I want to say something really quick. I don't want to cut my league off. Really quick. When, no, I was one person who used to kill a league for protecting quarterback and all oh, flag football and all this stuff. But we really got to look back on guys who we grew up watching in the 90s at Farm, the Marinos, the Aikmans with all those concussions. Those guys were warriors. Quarterbacks are dropping like flies, and you're not even supposed to touch them, and these guys are getting hit and had they're going down with every injury left and right and they can't stay on the field. It's amazing how we even had memories of, of quarterbacks playing like we did with the way these guys, I mean, even protect, they are like flies. That's, that's all I want to
1: say. Malik, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Um, but I, I, so I definitely like, I tend to agree in the sense that, you know, if you look at, if you look at like, look at the Jets friends, right. Aaron Rodgers, right? He's an elite NFL quarterback has been over the course of his entire career, you know, for the most part. He goes down and the replacements like the NFL tells us and the Jets tell us that these are NFL quarterbacks. These are what NFL quarterbacks look like, right? And there's nothing about Zach Wilson and no no disrespect anthony there's not wilson or trevor no, or, or, or tim or tim boyle that makes me believe that what they do what they are capable of on the field of play is that much greater than what anyone else that you know had the same level of training the same level of coaching the same level of um you know um attention paid to them over the course of so they could get into that saying Right, I, I it's just hard to watch that, or I guess like just as a lot of bad quarterbacking play, and the defense and the rest of the team's talent around the around the quarterback position is what holds it up. Mm-hmm. But we really talk about, as we go, we're really talking about you know a handful of the really great ones, the ones that they do all they check all the boxes. And then, there's everybody else, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. but we don't really talk about everybody else. We put them. We just kind of, you know, what? But every time, uh, every time uh, uh, there's a game that that people. Every time there's a game that you focus on, you focus. So people focus on the quarterback position. When in, re- in reality, you know, there's a lot of really mediocre quarterbacks in the NFL. A lot of guys that they come in, they come in highly touted, and they have one good game, and all of a sudden they're great. Mm-hmm. You know, but how many? great quarterbacks are there? How many quarterbacks are out there doing things that no that, that you can't there. see anybody else?
0: Malik, to oh, your point, just
1: right
0: now. Malik, to your point, there's always been a bunch of mediocre quarterbacks. That's why the Bears, that's why before Peyton Manning in Indianapolis had so many, that's why the Jets had so right. many, that's why Detroit had so many. The Giants between Sims until Daniel Jones when they went back to, or Eli, they had a lot of mediocre quarterbacks.
1: Right. That's why, but that's why I say, like when when Levon says that if if, if if you give him, you know, ample amount yeah. of, he could do what Tommy DeVito, what he what we saw Tommy DeVito do was not impressive. It was there was nothing that he did. <laughs> Even in those three, that three touchdown performance. I mean, the most impressive thing that I saw from Tommy DeVito last weekend was he got up after being sacked nine times. He got up every single time. That offensive line was not blocking for him. You know, he was getting smoked out there, and he kept getting up. Eventually, second or third one, I'm probably calling it. We're gonna crawl to the sideline and tell him like, "Look, I ain't got it. Yeah, bring bring somebody else in." You just you know what you're not,
3: Other than that, it's because, You know what you're not seeing anymore. It's what Eli did, Peyton did, Brady did. Um, I was too young, you know, with Marino, Ake, and Young, and they all did this. But quarterback play is more than just arm talent, leg talent. I mean, it's – you understand the game as a whole and be able to survive. What?
2: No, I was going to say it's a chess game in it before the snap. Yeah.
3: You have to understand – you have to be the coach on the field. You have to understand the game whole, and you don't see that. Maybe that's why a lot of guys are getting hit the way they're getting hit, because they don't understand the defenses they're going against, what looks are, you know, how to get the ball, where to go on every certain play. I mean, it's just it's gotta be something more than just arm talent, leg talent. Patrick Mahomes does a job of knowing where like Kelsey is gonna be, regardless if of of what's happening. It is an innate ability for him to just know where he's going that offense as to why, you know, he's not sacked. I think he's the least sacked quarterback in the league. While Brady was the least sacked quarterback when he was out, because they knew where to go, how to get there, get the ball out quick. You just don't see that in a lot of quarterback play. You see guys getting hit. You see guys running around crazy, scrambling after the first, second read. I don't – I just don't know, man. It's just not as inspiring as it used to be when you used to watch the, the Mannings do it. Uh, the moons do it, you know, to an extent. I mean, it's just more the breezes. It's just it's less cerebral and it's more about. Even in college, look at college. You look at all these college QBs coming out. Yeah, I couldn't hear you. What'd you say? Was Ace still in?
0: Yeah, I'm still here. I said there's more yeah, than one
1: moon. It's, You it's, said
3: moon might be out. But yes, yeah, so like you like, know, look at like the okay, Daniels well. kid. Like I think the...
1: Warren Moon. Yeah, Warren Moon.
3: moon. Um, you look at it in college, and I try to look at these, these QB highlights, and it's all of these kids, they just running around, throwing off schedule. Running around, throwing off schedule. Running around, throwing off schedule. I'm like, this shows me nothing about how this takes to the next level where running around, throwing off schedule is eventually going to get him killed and out of the game or something like that. It's not sustainable. You know, but uh, those are just my amateur eyeballs and what uh, i you know. Well, to your yeah. point
2: Le- to your point, Lebron. I was watching something before and it was comparing Aaron Rodgers to like Zach Wilson is the same. It was basically the same thing when they were talking about the uh, the offensive of just run. It was like Aaron Rodgers, you know how to do the checks, you know how to, you know the. And stuff like that, and the different routes of changing up or whatever is to, to call out the mic. The mic is, you know, the mic on the defense and quite call out, quite this guy's going to do this and this guy's going to do yeah. that, whatever, like that on the defense. This, you know, saying a lot of quarterbacks, especially these new ones, the same thing like he was saying. He, he was saying that the, a lot of these new quarterbacks, they don't know how to do that. They don't know how to do the block, set up the blocks or anything like that. They don't call out the wrong things. And that's why you see them getting sacked on the side and stuff like that because they don't really notice things. They've even breaking down Zach Wilson you're talking about that if somebody um players that's open but he doesn't notice this thing cuz there's so many, so many things has been through he doesn't know how to actually quite run the run the team fully mm-hmm. well, so he doesn't see all these things
1: well i and that's me we, we're not seeing an ace you can attest to this cuz i you you watch more college football than i do i mean i watch i've been watching much more college football you know in the last couple of years but there's not many pro style offenses in college. The offensive schemes in college football are very much um they they they're highly simplified mm-hmm. from a from a schematic standpoint in terms of reading defenses, reading coverages, seeing two and three, you know, seeing your 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 third option, your third option, going through your progressions and all of those things. Those are a lot of the things that most quarterbacks as they come into the NFL the knock on them, you know, the ones that appear to be able to do it are the ones that become the number one pick overall, right? Despite, you know, the height size issues that that Bryce Young had his ability to read defenses and his, his smarts as a quarterback was what made him so special as a talent. It wasn't his arm talent. It wasn't his, his athleticism. It was the fact that when we put when we put it up on the board and we ask this guy to read, read defenses, or we ask this guy to actually, you know, dissect what he's seeing on the field, he can do it. And he shows his, he shows his ability to process during games. And he's shown that during college, but a lot of the college players, I mean, you look at these guys, when they come in, they don't have that skill set. So when you take them up and you, you put them on that next level of being, you know, when you put them on that, on that NFL level where everybody's an all pro there's no you know you got guys that get drafted in the third round in the fourth round of the NFL draft who were you know Mm -hmm. the top defensive player in their entire conference right in college right but they're they're fourth round picks in the NFL right so everybody's an all pro everybody's great everybody's fast the windows close tighter you know and the coaching is better the coaching is more established like it's it's all just so new to them and then on the flip side You've got owners, general managers, fans pushing to say, "Well, we drafted that guy number two overall. We want him on the. We want him on the field." Don't forget the media. Not realizing that the guy, yeah, media, right? Not realizing that the guy that's 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 sitting there, that might not be as, might not have quote to those point, Might might not have the talent, the leg, or any of those things. But that guy can read a damn defense. That's been in the league for five, six years, and he may not be the best. Like he may not be the most talented guy, but he's the best guy for this team. And again, this is why this is where I get back to. Even when we were talking about the Marinos, the you know the Aikmans, the Elways, you know Mannings, Brady's, all of those guys, there was always there was still a Bobby Brister, Mm. right? There was there was still there was still you know know, let me talk uh, here real quick what you're saying that were not very.
0: What you're saying about college is very important. Um, That's why you see it. Most of them are playing out of the shotgun. Jaden Daniels, who's playing for LSU, who's killing it, Michael Penix, they're not under center because running an offense from under center is harder than doing it from the shotgun. So that's why when you see a lot of rookie quarterbacks come in, they do it from the shotgun. And that's why it's not considered an NFL offense because it's harder to do. So that's why Lamar Jackson even had to learn how to do that, and all of them did. So if you have a guy who's more athletic. And as a result,
1: you know, NFL offenses are changing.
0: Exactly.
1: But you can't mm-hmm, really
0: yeah. run the spread the hurry but up. A,
1: NFL offenses are changing because they're not doing shotgun.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, shots, you know, it's easy
3: a good to shotgun play. is it, it, it simplifies it for the defense because you can really do more out of coming from under the center. There's more in- the run is in play more. Play action is in – I mean it's in play. I hate it when my team, and I'll see Daniel Jones in shotgun on third and freaking two, and I'm like, what is what is that? It's learn how to crouch down, drop back. The defense has to account for more when you do that. There's more moving. part. There's just more you can do out of under center then I don't know why they just don't teach them that in college. Like I said, amateur, I I have no idea what I'm talking about. The reason why they don't teach them that is
0: their goal in college is to win games not prepare you for the NFL. And it's easier to win games if you just have more talent. But if you notice Georgia the last two years, they didn't really need to be better than people on offense. They just had to beat the hell out of you on defense. And their offensive players just kind of ran down the field. And when you're bigger and faster and stronger, you'll get open. You'll just be open. Darnell Washington, Mm -hmm. Brock Bowers, uh, Pickens yeah. was now, like, he was just better than everybody. He was a grown man playing with guys who, like, were great for high school and even good for college, but, like, was nobody keeping up with Pickens. He was running free, and like they had to double team. So it just works that way.
2: That's why they yeah. need to bring it back to old school way of when you got the quarterback, have him sit for two or three years.
0: To, and to that point, Zach Wilson looked like a beast in college. This man threw for 3,500 yards. I'm just saying. Like,
2: Anybody you know, look like a beast in college in the COVID year.
0: A lot of people look good, man.
3: And COVID was kind of weird. A lot of people look good. You know, it takes time. But I think that. a lot, mm-hmm. um, to Aaron's point, I think you don't let the quarterback sit because everybody tries to either get to the playoffs and win on that rookie contract based on salary cap and trying to build you try the hardest to make the most out of those first five years. So if you sit them for two or three, then your window is even shorter for actually trying to before you got to pay the quarterback and handicap your whole team with that $50 million. That you gotta eventually pay them. So that's why I guess a lot of teams don't want to sit the QB for uh, those first two or three years they should so you can learn. Yes.
0: And someone who sat for a it, very long time and doesn't appear to be learning is yeah, sure yeah, to be starting at twelve thirty tomorrow yeah.
1: against. I mean, we got to remember, like Dan Marino started as a rookie. Dan He's Marino, the exception. He started not the started rookie. He started. Yeah, but but that's but that's what I'm saying. He is he 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 played four years in college under a pro style offense at with a national title he, he, too. Yes, with a, exactly. When but he walked into the NFL, sets. he was ready to start. Yeah. He no, had I get it. I'm not saying he didn't have talent. He had team. talent. He had talent around him.
0: But it's like Trevor Lawrence. Exactly.
1: So that's that. what I'm it's saying. Like, is is is, is, is but that's what I'm yeah. saying, Ace, is, is we're recognizing you recognize it. You recognize who are the ones that can come in right away and start. You know yeah. who they are. Yeah. You know who they are when they walk in the when they walk in the door. That's fair. The problem that Anthony is problem that Anthony is articulating is they're trying to do it with everyone. They're, yeah, trying, to, they're trying to justify it oh, with yeah, everyone. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to make that the rule, Everybody not the ain't exception. That good. Everybody, Everybody ain't is. good enough to do that. Yeah. And that's why I said early on in the season, I had said that I, would, I wouldn't I would have made Zach Wilson the backup to Aaron Rodgers. He would be the third straight. My intention was not for him to play at all this year. Sit down, watch this, watch this shit go. And this is why Tim Boyle was brought on because he was Aaron Rodgers' backup in Green Bay before, you know, before they brought Jordan Love on, it was Tim Boyle there.
0: Also unfair. fairness, so, buddy, that offensive line isn't exactly the healthiest. But I hear you. Tim Boyle could have been better. Either way, yeah.
1: Tim, Tim, at least Tim, Tim Boyle, Boyle was could, actually could better than him better with, with he could work better with Nathaniel Hackett. Work better with that offensive system. I th- I personally think that as as bad as Zach Wilson has looked, I don't think he was set up. I still don't think I, think, I still think he was putting that he's putting put in a bad position. Yeah. Um, even with you his, know the situation.
0: You know was put in a pretty and worse. His, position? Maybe it just
1: won't work out for him in New York.
0: I'd say Jordan Love was put in the worst position, which is why the Packers are only four and seven. And I'm
2: gonna keep it on hundred. Even even with all this, we keep we keep saying oh. put these quarterbacks in positions and stuff like that. What about <laughs> them? They get paid millions of dollars. And they also before they even get into the NFL, they got quarterback camps, and all these other things. And even in the offseason, they got all these trainings and stuff like that. But shouldn't it be on them as well to try to get themselves, you know, to learn these things, these little, these nuances and stuff like that. You see that with you see, even see that with NBA players. You know, they they learn from I
0: other you. players, then, and, you know,
2: I'm like- before I'm before I seen young players learning from Elijah one how to do his own his his own what's his name his his dream shakes and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it was getting better. You see them training in the offseason. The same thing goes for these quarterbacks. They should be learning these things in the offseason.
3: season. Game time of, you know, build,
2: build.
3: They all go to camps, and every old lineman, tight end, quarterback, and they all go into camps. They all step in. I don't know how hard, but game time is different. When the lights come on, just like in anything, when the lights come on, you either have it or you don't. But I'm know. saying before you
2: even get to the yeah. NFL, I'm talking about in college, and stuff like that, little nuances, You're talking and stuff about, like, like that, the elite build themselves up as weapons in the back, in the back pocket. i mean, not even I mean, in just the case. just 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 cool, pull oh. a quarter. You know, you know, pull one of these quarterback coaches to the side and stuff like that. You know, show me how to do a cadence. Show me how to, you know, set, set, you know, set the blocks or whatever I like mean, that, so I can learn long. at least I have well, an idea. They of it. all know how you. to do that, but
3: just when it's a
0: game. Two. The two well, most experienced in quarterbacks minute. in the NFC right now going into the playoffs would be Jared Goff and Dak Prescott, who have six starts, who have six different uh, NFL games, five and six, respectively.
3: You mean playoff, appearance, playoff, playoff appearances? Backs?
0: No. Play, yeah, playoff. Well, actually, Hurts uh, only has two. That's misleading. That's, that's, misleading.
3: that's misleading. I mean, that's it's great for them. Jared Goff it's played good.
0: in the Super Bowl. That's not misleading. Not yes,
3: I, I. I don't care about the Super Bowl players. Say... I'm about
2: running the team. But anyway, what do you say, Lebron?
3: No, I was just gonna say um, that's a little misleading because Jalen Hurts. I mean, are you trying to say he's not experienced as those two because he's only he had a bye week and two two games? He's, he's with played less he he's been into played the Super in Bowl two, last year. He's that's only three played stars. in the playoffs
0: two years. Dak has actually been into the playoffs five times, five years. I'm counting the numbers. What
2: does that have to do with Total being a quarterback,
3: games. though? The are you saying that you there's not get. a lot of experience going in? Oh, okay. Right.
0: There's been nine different rookie quarterbacks that have gotten their first start this year. The last time that happened was 2019. And that was when they had 10. And then the injuries. Like it's the injuries. Yeah.
3: Well, the defenses yeah. are getting it's better. The
0: they caught up. It's not that the offense is bad. It's that they caught up to what was being run, so they're going to have to change it again. Mm. You know? And speaking of oh. subjects, we're gonna be getting into the mm-hmm. games. Green Bay.
2: I was <laughs> wondering if you ever right had off of that one.
0: Malik. Green Bay is favored by seven and a half. Um Detroit is favored by seven and a half. The over-under is 47. Who do you got?
1: Uh this is an interesting one. I mean, the Lions found a way to win a game they most likely shouldn't have last Sunday against Chicago. Um three Jared Goff turnovers won, uh four turnovers in total. Um, they shouldn't have won that game. And, you know, I honestly think the Bears, the Bears gave that game away. Um, but that experience for the Lions, at least should build some character so They can get it done in bad situations if necessary, but they cannot put themselves behind the eight ball too often. Um, that said, Green Bay also won a game they probably shouldn't have at home against LA last week. And even though Jordan Love had a pretty good performance, uh, he's not the same as he's not the same athlete as uh Fields or Jackson, uh, who both gave Detroit uh troubles um, you know, with running the football. Uh and he doesn't have Geno Smith's experience, as we just talked about it. So, you know, the three quarterbacks that the Lions have had trouble with thus far this season, um, Jordan Love doesn't his profile doesn't match those guys. Um that said, Green Bay, if you look at their situation, they're dealing with a lot of injuries this week. We're on a short week. Aaron Jones is likely not going to play. And he's going to be missed because the Lions have the fifth-ranked uh run defense in the NFL. Unlike the Bears, however, Green Bay is 26th against the run, and we know that the Lions like to run the football. So I don't expect Goff and the Lions offense to start it slowly. And I like them to bounce back and win their first Thanksgiving game since 2016 uh, in a big way. So I'm going to take Lions and the over. And this will probably, this is going to be my first lock of the week.
0: It's really been that long? Wow. Mm. I'm not even joking. I yeah. really thought it was like Last three. time they won a Thanksgiving
1: book. game it was 2016.
0: LeVon, what do you got?
1: Nope. Nope. And I can't remember. I think that then it was against Green Bay, too.
0: LeVon, <clears throat> you going to make a pick? What are we doing?
1: Oh, right. LeVon, I think it's
3: on you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't hear you. Um, I'm just going to have to piggyback off of what Malik said I'm not going to take too much time I'm not real good at the betting portion of our program uh well your program um I think the Detroit's record is better than um who are they playing Green Bay's this year uh what are
1: you guys eight and two now yeah okay so they eight should and two win for the first time since 1962 since so, yeah, segregation,
2: they, they, since segregation started, I guess.
1: Oh Jesus
0: Christ! say Jim Brown. ended. That's just... <laughs> that season. He just passed. This so, so
3: so yeah, is black yeah, Detroit, and white TV. Detroit should win this game. I mean, they play on Thanksgiving since since we were in diapers, and it'd be nice if they start winning on Thanksgiving. And this is a good time to do it. With that being said, they'll probably lose because the world is watching, and you know. Things happen, so I just just for the sake of it, I'll take the pack. Go pack, go! I think the Packers will win, <laughs> and then and beat Detroit. And their luck ran out because they That's should lose when you turn the play. ball over three times. And I think the Chicago Bears are just trying to take three turnovers, and they still lost. That's embarrassing. How do you still have a job after something like that? I'm well, they're gonna fire that coach. But I'll, I'll take the pack. Yeah, and please, you mean yeah. your the your team's coach? Oh. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, gonna, fire. They, they, they're, they're gonna, gonna fire Uber you.
0: They're gonna fire you. And
3: Landry Fields.
0: I'm gonna go real quick. I'm gonna take Detroit. I think they should blow up Green Bay. Green Bay's defense is hurt. Green Bay's offense is hurt. What? I don't believe in Jordan Love. They're gonna rock the shit out. Oh
2: yeah,
0: it's gonna. They're be- gonna fire
2: him because nobody knows how to pronounce his name.
0: It's gonna be like 42. It's gonna be like 4220. Like
2: nobody 20, wants to uh, pronounce his Detroit.
0: name. They might get a couple of defensive TDs too. Get ahead, Ant. Mm.
3: Who's next?
2: All oh, right, hey, I guess I go next. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to – I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. I'm not going to give all the fluff that Malik did. I'm just going to tell the truth, how it, hard knocks, truth how it is. Detroit's the best team in the division. They're going to beat the snot out of Green Bay. I'm going to go – I'm going to take the over in this one. Green Bay – sorry, Detroit in the over. I don't believe in um, – what's the name? Love at all in this. And he's going against more of an experienced quarterback and at home. And the, Detroit's hungry for this winning.
0: Yeah. Can y'all hear me clearly? Because I'm talking directly I'm into this
2: mic. I ace got logged off. Or...
1: No, I'm right here. Can y'all now hear we can me? hear you. Not really. now, now we can hear you. We can. Now can we be. can hear you. Before you couldn't we, hear me before. You breaking up a bit.
0: Got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. No. I just got a bad connection today. We got Washington at Dallas. Dallas is at home, as usual, favored by 11 points. The over-under is 48.
2: Wait, Ace, who did you pick? Points.
0: I took Detroit. Detroit's going to blow them out. They possibly could cover this over on their own. I think golf is going to throw for like four or five touchdowns.
2: Oh, Green just make sure that everybody know that.
0: Yeah. I even expect the
2: defense. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, and I traded for Goff 2 in fantasy. Go me. He
0: should have a good week this week, real talk. Dome teams always have play better, you know, I think. Passing yards always help. And he's a good weather quarterback. Dak is going to tear up uh, Washington's defense. Washington finds a way to lose. I don't know if Dallas's, uh defense will come out and just try to beat the hell out of him. But uh, you know, even though what's his name is leading the league, uh, what's it? What's his name? Sam Howell is leading the league in passing yards. He's a pretty terrible quarterback, pretty mid. That's what LaJuan was saying earlier. So I'm going to be taking Dallas. This is my first lock of the week. And uh, Ann, who do you got? Who do you uh, got? We
2: could hear. We we just had it. We just heard it, and, uh, and that was it. Just to let you know. <laughs> but um. Nothing, none of that. No, you, know oh, you say you take Dallas yeah. part, but then you said some end on, then you just disappeared.
0: Dallas <laughs> is gonna beat the hell out of them, and this is my first lock of the week.
2: Lock of the week. I got that. I got that. You see the spread on this thing?
0: God they covered they but covered a hey. 17 point spread against the Giants, right? Yes. Okay. And who just beat up on the Giants? And who did the Giants just beat up on? Washington in their own house. So what's Washington gonna do? They're gonna show up because
2: they make it going. short.
0: No, they're gonna go home. They're gonna be no, like, let's get the hell out of here early and let's tank this game.
2: Well, anyway, yeah. Since so, so the internet cut you off again, I'm gonna just go and just pick Dallas and take the and take the over in this one. I'm, I love the over in this one. It's Smackdown beatdown of the Washington team, the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team, the Washington Commanders, whatever they want to call themselves next week. It's just mm-hmm. hard
3: to watch me. It's how'd you do this so many years and with it just with trash? How did you manage to just not just? I don't know. Just how do you watch? It's all. I
2: just cried. I just cried in a bucket. That's all I did. I just cried in a bucket every week.
1: How do you ask Anthony about how he deals – how he's dealt with the losing of his team? Oh, yeah. You the team, team i <laughs> <believe. You understand? laughs> I don't know. You, you understand? You you, you understand that to. I did say – I did say 1962. I did say that was the last season. <laughs> Detroit, the last time the Detroit Lions had a winning – had a record of 8-2 and two this late in uh, the season. He said okay. the last time was
2: before segregation.
1: Before oh, <laughs> it was black and white oh, TV. Bearable to deal
3: with this for so <laughs> the long. The Jackson
2: Files existed.
1: <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> well, look, I mean, the massive thing for the job Gi- at least at this point. Go ahead. Go, we're ahead. Back? go ahead, Ace. No, nah, but are, are you back officially?
0: <laughs> we're back in this recording, so
1: yeah. Uh, I okay. hope so. <laughs> I, think, <all> right. <laughs> I think so. So, let, uh, LeVon was giving his pick for the Dallas game. Go ahead. That was Thank
0: everywhere.
3: Okay, so going on record, I picked the draw. The two teams tie <laughs> five to five. It is the most least watched game ever on Thanksgiving, and I'm not going to get into it. I just uh, I don't want to talk about the Cowboys, the Eagles, or the the Commanders if I can stomach it. So moving, <laughs> on. go ahead, Malik. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: I can't. I just, wow. it's hilarious. I can't even put tie in my actual in my <laughs> in my in my stat sheet. Okay. I can't even do it. So don't even track it. I'm, just not, even gonna, just, I'm just not even gonna track it. It's hilarious. Um I'll say this. So Washington, surprisingly, like Washington, one was interesting stat, right? Washington became the first team in NFL history to record at least nine sacks and still lose the game by more than 10 points. So, like, just that's just proving how difficult that that actually is to do, to record that many sacks, to play that well defensively, and still lose the game by more than ten points. That the first time in NFL history, over seventy-five years of NFL history, never been done before. Um, I talked about uh, how great you know Tommy DeVito was just getting up from all those nine sacks, nine sacks. Well, Sam Howell's been sacked fifty-one times this year. 51 in 11 games. He he just has to average four sacks per game over the next six, and he'll finish you know right around David Carr 76. Which, Why is he not in you know, the question protocol? The to happen. No clue. Why the guy still keeps getting up is beyond me. Um Dallas is a top 10, is a top 10 team in sacks. Um, and Micah Parsons is, is leading the team with 10. It's expected him to get off on there again, as far as that's concerned. And Dallas is also in the top 10 in blitz rate. So he's going to, so Sam Howell is likely going to be running for his life and he really doesn't run that well. so Probably going to get sacked at least five or six more times. Um, The one thing I will say about the, about the Cowboys is Dak appears to be having a great season, but he hasn't been playing great teams. And Washington is one of the league's worst pass defenses. So it should be another great Dak Prescott game. And so we'll hear another week of the ESPN talking about how great Dak is and whether or not he's having he's he's an MVP caliber caliber candidate when he hasn't really played anybody. And the two games that they really did play, they didn't win, uh, even though he did play well in the Philly game. Um, The Commanders are going to be completely outclassed here. I looked at their schedule; they might not win another game this season. Honestly speaking, Uh, the only reason I won't make this the best bet is the the, uh, the Cowboys. Uh, previous record against the spread on Thanksgiving is 1-11. They're actually 1-11 in the last 12, 12, 12 years or 12 Thanksgiving games. So you're saying I'll you're still good. pick the Cowboys in the over. I'll still take the Cowboys in the over, but I'm not locking this as the best bet.
0: Just to reiterate, Ace is locking this in. And who do you got?
2: Oh, I already selected it. I took Dallas. Beautiful. down over. For the
0: third Thursday night game, the NFL Network game, which has been bought by NBC, I think. San Francisco is at Seattle. Yep. Seattle is getting seven points at home. Gino Smith has a bruised tricep muscle. Still going to play through that. The over is 43 points. Malik, who do you got?
1: So, this one's going to, this was only the, the seven-point spread is just, just kind of doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I think it should be like they're giving Seattle some some home home cooking here. They're giving Seattle a home dog because they' they're not seven points they're they're more than seven points worse than San Francisco than a healthy clicking San Francisco team. San Francisco's better than them by more than a touchdown um so this is the, this is home field home cooking Thursday night um type of situation. I don't expect I expect Seattle to, to, you know, expect maybe in the first half this to be a relatively close game. But I could see this getting out of hand for for the the Seahawks relatively quickly. Geno Smith is he got hurt last week. Um, He did come back late in that game. Um, But it's possible that he's not going to be it's possible that he's not going to be 100 percent. If he's not 100 percent, I don't expect them to do much of anything in that defense in San Francisco is just starting to play better football and chase young and all those guys are starting to, you know, come into their own. Um, if this was at San Fran, it should it would be, this would be like plus 11 in my, uh, minus 11 in my, in my regard. So I still think they're at least 10 points better than Seattle. So I'll take San Francisco in the under. All right. Lamon, what do you got to say about this game? Well, <clears throat> I think
3: the Niners have been pretty disappointing this year. Um, from what I could glean. In passing, um, everybody expected them to be the dogs of the NFC. And their record has not reflected that, which is probably why, um, to Malik's point, whatever, that means that they were given, Because it's hard to go into Seattle and do anything. The 12 is real. Um, home field is a real thing. And that's not a bad Seattle team. They got some players over there, and they got one of the best coaches of all time. Uh, I, think, I think I like Seattle. I mean, it's holiday there at home, San Francisco, and I'm not a I'm not a big Purdy fan. Is Purdy playing? Purdy's back, right?
0: Purdy is starting,
3: yeah. Purdy's yes, Purdy's, there, Purdy's back. He's I'm always not always questionable. Yeah, I'm not a big yeah. Purdy. Believer. And they lost um, that safety, who's big on their defense, right? What's that Tilafu guy?
0: Taya Funga,
3: yeah, yeah. So I like Seattle to win that game. Actually, I really like Seattle to win that game.
0: I agree with LeVon. I don't expect him to win, but I expect him to cover. Seven points is a lot. I think this that probably ends up being like a push, but I think Seattle's going to be competitive. Gino's playing like a bruised tricep or a contusion. So that's going to be kind of tough, but I guess he's getting a pain shot or just going to play through it or whatever. So we will see. Uh, unfortunately, Kenneth Walker is hurt, so they got Zach Charbonnet as their running back. He's a better pass catcher, so that should help. But Seattle likes to run the ball, but uh, we will see. I'm taking Seattle to cover.
2: And hey, who do you got? I'm taking, I'm gonna go the opposite way. I'm taking San Francisco on the points. Um of course Seattle definitely has that home home field advantage. I for, forgot how many times in a row. I think I think Malik might have mentioned it. Um how many times in a row they've been winning, they've been winning at home lately. But I think the streak is gonna get broken. Gino Malik brought it up before Gino's a little bit banged up. Brock Purdy is back. This team is quite making a playoff push. It was looking really good last week, but I'm definitely – this is definitely going to be a good battle, good game to watch. But I'm definitely taking um, San Francisco in this one and taking the points, and this is going to be my first lock of the week.
0: I like it. I like it. And and you can go right ahead and go again because we got Miami at your New Jersey Jets for Black uh, Friday on Amazon.
2: Uh, I'm, still watching the, I'm still watching the manure or the poop or the – S H I T off off of me right now from what I saw last week. That thing was so yeah. horrible, but I'm I'm kind of glad that Z- the Zach Wilson experience is over. I feel bad yeah. for the kid, but he's quite he's going to be third string. That said, as far as for this game is concerned, the defense quite quite fell apart last week. There was it was bound to happen. They're quite um they've been holding it up all this time at it, but I think. They're going to get a reset. And they're going to quite do it again. They actually is good. It's a good type of team to stop this fast-paced Miami offense. They got the one-two combination of the best linebackers in the in the league, in my opinion. They also had the one-two combination of really good cornerbacks and the best, one of the best pass rushers, as far as the defense is concerned to lock them up. And the offense, we had Zach Wilson last week and the weeks before, and I, and of course, if Zach Wilson was there this week. I'll definitely say that oh Miami got it, but. This time, you quite, even though he might not sound like a name or whatever, but um, to Malik's point, was we saying earlier before he might not have the talent, but he definitely, you know, he quite this guy definitely knows what he's what he, as far as the skills as know what to, what to actually do and know the offense and stuff like that. Right? So I'm going to take I'm going to take the Jets. It's not just me being a homer if you've been listening to the last two weeks. I've been shitting on this team because you know that's what they how I felt. But I, know, I definitely know the AFC East. And I definitely think the Jets are going to be, at least beat them when it comes to there to the, this home game. This is going to be the first Black Friday. The Jets are going to be wearing all black. It's going to be Miami's funeral. I'll take the Jets on this one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, go with the under. Mm-hmm.
0: on you got a lot to say. Go ahead.
3: I like the wordplay. Black Friday, Jets going all black. It's going to be Miami's funeral. Okay, I see you. It was well done. It's well done. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Jets. I'm um, taking
2: the oh, under. No, this is going to be my second lock of the week.
3: Okay, all right. Okay. I don't agree with that. I can never pick the Jets. I don't think anybody can pick the Jets to do anything. They're terrible. Uh, Black Friday and not. Quarterback, you don't have one. Um, The defense finally gave up. And unless, like I said, I've been following passingly the league, but unless Miami's whole team is hurt, do they still have Waddle Hill, Uh, Tua, uh, competent. I don't see how the Jets win this game. I don't see how the Jets win any game going forward. Uh, they should just throw in the proverbial towel as they, every team should have are not in the this part. I, what, how many wins do you guys have? Man? Uh, yeah.
2: I can't remember. I think it's like four. That's a five. four or six. One six.
3: Yeah, it's over. It's over. Give me the Dolphins.
2: I'll take the Dolphins. Yeah. Alright. It's, it's really <laughs> over. It's not really over yet.
0: Malik, who do you got? Underdog <laughs> with Jets Dolphins.
1: By the way, start so, over. Okay, um, I think Dolphins straight up on a money line bet is is is, is safe here. Um, but if you're giving me ten points uh, with the Jets at home, I know they. What was the spread last week? The spread was eight and a half last week um, yeah. at Buffalo, and, and they, they covered that. You know, obviously they you know they didn't cover that. Um, but this this week. I mean, expect at the very least, if what we were hearing about um the team and Zach Wilson and the way that the team was responding to Zach Wilson, if what we hear about what we hear about that is true, then I expect the Jets, at least on the offensive side of the football, I expect the Jets to play better football as a group with Tim Boyle there. I expect them to play, you know, more um I expect to see more capable play from from everybody, top to bottom, on the on on that on that side of the football. I doesn't mean I expect them to win the game, but definitely to play more inspired, you know, better, you know, to, to have you know more better execution, and to do more in that for that regard to cover a ten point spread. Um, we know this defense is still one of the top defenses in the league, at least, um, maybe not you know, statistically, but when you watch them play on Sundays. You know, you definitely see, you know, that this, you see how this defense can, could be one of the, one of the better units in the, in the game if they had an offense that actually could score them 17 points. And I honestly think if they can score 17 points against this Miami defense, then I'd absolutely think that they can, they can keep Miami under 27. Um, The one thing about Miami that we know is Miami's definitely got a lot of speed. They're definitely, you know, one of the, one of the faster offenses that we've ever seen in the NFL. But, this is right this is right around the time when Miami starts to slow down because of because of the cold weather. And Tua is 0-5. In is 0-5 in his career uh, in games where the kickoff temp- temperature is under 50 degrees. It's going to be uh, likely going to be under 50 degrees in New York or in New Jersey uh, on Friday night. So or Friday afternoon. I don't know. Again, I don't know why this game is at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. I just that this, this makes no sense. Because you know, they need people to show up. They don't want anybody to watch this game. Who's going to be watching three o'clock in the afternoon on the front? No, originally like, they originally they want people time. to
2: watch the game because it's supposed to be Aaron Rodgers there, but they just want to make money. This is the NFL trying to make find a way to squeeze in some money.
1: Well, I'm I'm convinced this is a, this is Amazon kicking and screaming, be, being mad because you know Thanksgiving is on <laughs> Thursday and they, they miss out that they miss out on Thursday night prop because this is on Prime. This is on Amazon right. Prime. Amazon's so, literally I'm, paying I'm, a billion yeah. dollars for this one game to get it. Yeah, so I, I think I
3: think. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, what, are, what are you doing? What are you doing Friday at three o'clock? <laughs> I'm not I'm not watching this game. It,
1: it could
0: be black no, Friday but what, shopping what though.
3: If, what are your plans for Friday at three o'clock? Nobody's working. It's the day I after plan,
0: Thanksgiving. I Everybody's being, home. I plan on being drunk at home. That's my that's my
1: plan. Watch a football game. I, no, no I would I would I would have expected this. I just I'm just saying three o'clock in the afternoon oh, is just, Friday, a weird, it's just weird timing for Friday, a football game. A I would have expected this to be a prime time game. At the least, yeah, I'll be watching. I would expect this to be a seven o'clock, eight o'clock start time. That's all I'm saying. It should have just did that. Time is a little wet. for this game. I would say, give me, give me, give me, give me the 10 points. I'll take the 10 points. I'm not going to lock this in, um, because clearly we know that the Jets are capable of laying a dog, you know, laying an egg offensively. So it's possible, it's completely possible for that to happen. But I like the points here, so I'll take the Jets in the under.
0: Tyreek Hill is going to have his greatest performance as a Dolphin. Two hundred yards receiving. He's going to light mm. up the Jets secondary because he's the fastest person on the
2: planet. Are you sure about that?
0: I guarantee it. I Are
2: don't usually sure about do that? this,
0: but I'm breaking out the guarantee okay. Black Friday. Tim Boyle is an atrocious quarterback.
2: Yeah, you do <laughs> um, not want to keep. You're not going to keep tagging you when when it, when, he, it, when, it, when when he doesn't do nothing, right?
0: He has not won a game. He tagged me as much as you want. Miami is going to win. Miami is going to cover. Um, they have Jalen Ramsey back. He had just because
2: he hasn't played, just because Tim Boyle hasn't played, doesn't.
0: He had two picks last week and he was killing it. I did not mute you, and I just want to say that. He muted himself so I can finish. I appreciate you, though. Yes,
2: um, I want you to finish.
0: I think that I think that two is going to play okay. I don't think he's going to have to play great. Their running backs are hurt. But more importantly, I think um, Laramie Tunsell, or I'm sorry, not Laramie Tunsell, I believe their left tackle is actually going to play. And that's the main reason why I'm taking Miami. When their offensive line is healthy, they play much, much better. And the Jets' defense is going to be, you know, with it, because if they win this game, it's the best team in the division. It really does give them a chance to still make the playoffs. And they got something to play for because Rodgers is coming back in two weeks to practice, so we'll see. But I think Miami is going to beat them now. I really think they got a real shot. And your.
2: Rogers will be in the. Rogers will be in the building, so the Jets will win. I
0: don't know. All right, moving on. New Orleans at Atlanta.
2: If it, if people can see LeVon's face. Levar, <laughs> we're going to
0: start with you. As the uh, longtime Atlanta resident, I know. You oh, know. is New Orleans at the. The biggest rivalry game in the South in the pros.
2: A6 because he has a fake team. Everybody else has a fake
3: team too oh new Orleans at the falcons uh i know
1: aaron thinks i'll follow the Fal- malik are you following the falcons now that you live down here i wouldn't say following them but i you you kind of have no i mean if you watch tv like if you watch like local tv it's pretty much This it, 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 it's what's interesting down here and Aunt, Aunt and ace you guys don't i mean LaVar, i don't know how much you see it but what's interesting down here is like they go hard for their teams in terms of the media. The fans yeah. don't. The fans <laughs> don't give a shit about their team, about the teams. But the media, they, I mean, there's def- you can definitely tell that these teams are plugged in in terms of like, you know, marketing dollars and media money because there's like, you know, Falcons beat and Hawks beat. And every, like every newscast has a section. They're talking about the team of the day, but nobody goes to the games. No, nobody actually goes to the games to watch these teams play. It's actually ridiculous. If it ain't the Braves down here in Atlanta, the Brave they love the Braves. Outside of that, yeah, take it or leave it. Yeah. So,
3: really, like, pretty much summed it up. I have no idea what the Falcons are doing, so I can't pick them. I'm picking the Saints. I don't know what the Falcons are doing. They picked a tight end with the like first overall pick two years ago. He'll be a free agent in like two days or something. Desmond Ritter is of the bench, but he's still starting. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I'll just pick. I'll just take the Saints because I think they have a better record and more to play for.
0: That's fair. That's valid. Malik, who you got?
1: Malik. Um, you oh. I. I I'll, yeah, I can. I'm going Yeah, I heard you. Um, it's so Atlanta's. New Orleans is interesting because you know uh Derek Carr is still in a concussion protocol. Um, I don't know if he's gonna play, he's questionable right now. So, and we already know, and Marshawn Lattimore is hurt. Um, uh, Michael Thomas is hurt. So they're just dealing with a lot of injuries on that side of the football. Um, Jameis Winston might have as many interceptions as he does attempts. So <laughs> I wouldn't be that would not shock me in, in the least bit. Um, I want to pick the Saints, um, but I'll probably take Atlanta here. I think think uh, Ritter is Ritter is going to start. He is getting the start. He does play better in Atlanta. He does play better at home than he does on the road, which is typical for a young quarterback. Um, so I expect him to. I expect them to be able to 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 hold things down. And in all honesty, I think this is just the we're just waiting. We we as in you know as in fans of fantasy football are just waiting for Arthur Smith to get fired. So be John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and um. Drake London and all these talented players on the on the Atlanta side, on Atlanta's offensive side of football, can start actually getting, uh, getting, getting some some run. Um, but as long as they're not getting it run, I'm definitely gonna think the under. I think the under is probably the best thing to play here because uh, I don't think either one of these teams are gonna score very well, especially if um, if Jameis uh, has to be the starting quarterback for for New Orleans. Um, but yeah, I'll take Atlanta and I'll I'll, th- I'll go with the under.
0: I was counting on the Green Lizard getting the start for uh, the Falcons, but. I'm taking the Falcons. They're going to win. I'm counting on Bichon to actually get some carries. We're going to see how that goes. Um, because of all the injuries to New Orleans' defense, I think that's why they're going to lose. If Jamin Swinson has to start, he's going to go two touchdowns and two interceptions, and that's what's going to kill him. Give me Atlanta. They're going to bust him up. I'm going to lock this in. I'm betting on Bichon. That's it. Arthur Smith can't really fuck this up. It's kind of out of his hands. Just <laughs> run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Either him and is going to have a great game, but the Falcons is going. Well. And who do you got?
2: Um, we we on one side you got the in you got the injured team, on the other side you got the incompetent team. I, I've already go with the injured team all day, any day. So I'm going to take New Orleans. I'm taking the New Orleans, and I'm taking the points on this one just because I don't even want to go anywhere else with this.
0: All right, we are going into Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Neither of these teams have a quarterback. This is a one-point spread and the lowest over under oh second lowest over under the week, 34 and a half points.
3: Levon, who are you gonna take? Um I, I think that the AFC North is probably the most intriguing division in all of football this year. Uh like I said, I've been following and passing. I'm a big fan of Mike Tomlin. I don't know if he's in danger of having his first losing season ever. Um, but I love the man's style. He's all about accountability. He says what he thinks and and uh, doesn't worry about how it might sound coming out of his mouth. So, on that alone, I'm going to go Pittsburgh, even though I think their quarterback is not good. Uh, who's starting for the Bengals? I don't know. That was rhetorical. I don't know who's starting for the Bengals. It sucks that Joe Burrow got hurt. I can tell you. That's one well, of the teams. I... I mean, who's starting for the Bengals? It doesn't matter. Bro. If I don't know his name, he's not good. Bro. Who?
1: Browning?
0: Yeah, Browning. Jake Browning. Jake, Jake
3: Browning.
1: This is like James fourth in the league. Why is Jake. Jake Browning. Wasn't there like
3: a guy named Browning who was a backup for the Jets? He was number six? Wasn't that Browning? That's I mean. Mark Sanchez you're talking about. He was number no, six. Mark Sanchez. Anyway, <laughs> Pittsburgh. I like Mike Tomlin a ton. Hall of Fame coach. Uh, I like Pittsburgh in that game.
0: All right. Uh, Unfortunately, I have to group with LeVon. Uh, I think they fired the offense coordinator, Matt Canada, so they're actually going to have an offense. I don't like a quarterback that plays with uh, two gloves on, but that's how Kenny Pickett does it. I'm going to be taking Pittsburgh. Cincinnati's defense is hurt. Their quarterback is gone, but all the wide receivers are healthy, so we will see. I think Pittsburgh's defense can grind this out and uh, expect another 17-7 to win for the Steelers there. I'm going to take the under on this. I think that's the safest bet. No points will be scored in this game. And who do you got?
2: It's Pittsburgh versus Bizarro Burrow. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh all day, any day on this one. I'm taking the under in this one. There's no way that – um maybe I have to give it a couple of weeks, but I don't – right now, I don't believe anything that the Bengals are going to do right now. They, they, they reverted back to the bungees once Joe Burrow is gone for the season. So this will be – yeah – I'll, I'll say my locks. I'm not going to put this as a lock, but I'm definitely taking Pittsburgh on this one.
0: Jake Browning is 27 years old, and it is his second year in the NFL. i just like to point that out. Malik, go ahead.
2: And his new nickname is Bizarro Burrow because he has the upside-down six.
1: Malik is... I'm, I'm, assume, I'm assuming Ace is going to send it over to me, but he's he's muted right now, so I'll just go ahead and go. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and go as well. Uh, I actually am taking Pittsburgh, and I am locking this in as my second lock of the week. Uh, look, I'm convinced that um, that my man, Mike Tomlin, walked into the locker room after losing to... Um, <clears throat> what's his name? Don... Whatever the, the the rookie kid from Cleveland. Um, DTR. DTR. DTR his yeah. name is Donovan Dairy. Thompson Dairy. Robinson, whatever his name is. <laughs> Wait a minute, what's his name? We screwed his <laughs> kid's name. I don't know his name. He's just an acronym.
2: He's just an acronym. GTR. That's what we call him. That's it.
1: Dorian Thompson Robinson. I'm convinced. What's that- the
2: third? Is, is he a law firm or some shit? What the
1: I'm, I'm I'm convinced that Mike Tomlin walked into the locker room after losing to Dorian Thompson Robinson and punched Matt Canada in the face because that was that's literally what I would have done like I lost to this kid like seriously I don't lose to these kids and you know who I don't lose to next, I don't then turn around and lose to Jake Browning, <laughs> guess what. If Mike Tomlin has to go on the field himself and, and, and tackle this dude, he will. If he has to go on the field and hand the ball off to Najee Harris, he will. If he has to go on the field and throw the ball to to uh, George Pickens and, to, and to, uh, to Deontay Johnson, he absolutely will. If Kenny Pickett thinks that he's getting to this, I, I would be surprised if Kenny, he's going to meet Kenny Pickett at the sideline. If Kenny Pickett throws, he has a bad game against, the, the Mike Tomlin might meet, meet Kenny Pickett at the sideline. I'm convinced that he will beat Kenny Pickett's ass. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking, okay? So, look, you cannot lose this game, Pittsburgh. Could not lose this game to Jake Browning after you just lost to DTR on the other, the, the other side of this week. Pittsburgh, I'm going to take the under. Whatever has to be done, get it done. And you're only giving up a point. So you just get it done, beat the brakes off these dudes, and move on to next week. Pittsburgh and the under, I'm locking it in.
0: Sounds good to me. And I believe you already went, right?
1: Yeah, we're holding yeah. on Pittsburgh.
0: We're all in on Pittsburgh. All in. Jacksonville at Houston. and you are now a fake Houston fan. I'm going to need you to make a pick here first. Houston is getting one and a half points at home against the Jaguars over under his 48 and a half. Who are you taking?
2: Wait, since when I'm a Houston fan. But anyway, I'm definitely going to still take the Houston, um, Houston um, Texans on this one. They've been playing very good this week, and, you know, they actually – have a quarterback that could have been should have been number one pick. There. The way he's playing, he's actually playing for MVP. So I'm going to take Houston on this one, and I'm going to take the under. You know, Trevor Lawrence is still is still a, quite a name out there, but I still think they're coming into Houston. I think Houston, this is a rivalry team. I think Houston going actually pull it off. But actually, give me Houston in the over this one. I like this it. It's going to be my third lock of the week. I
0: like it, LaVon Who do you got? <clears throat>
3: And if Ann's smart, he will adopt the Texans, um, in some way, shape, or form. Make that transition. That's where you're living now. Better than keep rooting for the Jets until the Jets move, uh, and and you know go somewhere. Someone's looking for a team. The Vegas, then they can't be the Las Vegas Jets. It's too late for that. There's some. There's another city looking for a team. The Jets should look oh, at Oakland. You know, San Antonio de- Jets. Something, man. Something. They need a new start. They need a fresh start. Well, where the British Jets jets in the country where the jet is like the state logo something I don't know. um what's, what's what game is this what game are we doing Jackson Texas versus yeah I forgot about that because it's has been us um wow. Houston both of these are J- wow playoff teams right
2: that's a good game this <laughs> playoff team is a good
0: game these two teams with the winning record something I you Houston, might not be
3: aware of. I was a Houston I was a Houston fan I'd just be happy that we survived the Deshaun Watson debacle and once again have a talented quarterback. Hopefully we don't waste it. Once again, they seem like they're in the same boat they were. They have a talented player on defense, edge rusher. They have a talented quarterback and a talented receiver. They've been here before, and they wasted it the first time, and somehow they think they're going to get it right this time around. It's good for them. Hopefully that's true. Uh, Jacksonville I thought would be better. Coming off of last season and the momentum they had, I thought they would kind of be a lot like Detroiters this year, record-wise, but no. Um, It's a battle of two teams that are up and coming, though. Uh, I could go either way. I I think I'll go with Peterson's squad, and uh, they should beat Houston. They should, so I'll take Jacksonville in this game.
2: What's what's the name? Houston keeps um, CJ Stroud away from the the massage parlors? I think Houston will be okay.
0: Jacksonville is going to take this. They're giving a point and a half on the road. They can win this game by a field goal. Jacksonville only beats up on the teams that they're better than, talent-wise. They're better than Houston, talent-wise. I'm not going to say they're going to beat the brakes off of them, but Calvin Ridley's having a great game, and um, they only beat teams that they're better at, so They're better than Houston, so they're going to win. I'm not going to lock it in because there's better teams to lock in, but I believe you yeah, kind of It's just kind of obvious. Jacksonville's
2: the play. I think Calvin Ridley's going to bet on this game, too. <sighs>
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's, it's <laughs> with, the, with the zingers Oh
1: gosh, Calvin <laughs> really been. Um, <laughs> oh I, I I like Jacksonville here as well. Um, Jacksonville's quietly, I, I guess it's quietly, but they've won five of six. I don't know, Vaughn, you were talking about this seven and three, they've won five of six. That one, the one loss that they had was that shellacking that they got from uh from San Francisco but outside of that ass whooping that they took they pretty much you know run the table um <clears throat> you know th- at this point of the season um they've proven that they can win outside of London and they have they they've proven that they can win on the road so i don't see a reason to believe that they can't get this done against Houston i think Houston obviously we know Houston is an up and coming team um and they did beat jacksonville in jacksonville in week three of this season which was their first win of the season was a 20 point win uh in jacksonville so you know i would expect that the jaguars are trying to get some some payback there but also trying to keep themselves ahead ahead of houston in the division ranking so um because houston is one game back so this would you know give, give them some breathing room with regards to the division and I um, so I expect them to come in there and get a get a safe victory since it's only a one and a half point spread. I'll take Jacksonville and the over. If this was three and a half, I probably would be taking Houston because I think like to your Ace, to your point, I think this is a field goal game and comes down to a you know a, sh- a short three at the end of the game. So I'll take Jacksonville and the over.
0: Smart bet, Malik. I agree with me as well. Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. Mm. Indianapolis is at home. They're in the Dome, but I'm taking Baker Mayfield on the road to win that game. Tampa Bay's getting two and a half points. Stole-Harder's 43 and a half. Tampa Bay's the better team. Uh, Indianapolis just cut one of their best defensive players, Shaquille Leonard, who had a nerve issue. Their defense has been atrocious all year. They keep giving up points. They stole a game from uh, Baltimore somehow earlier in the year, but that was with Anthony Richardson. They got Gardner Minshew. They're going to keep losing. Unfortunately, they already got their quarterbacks. So maybe they'll be able to draft some uh, defensive positions to help them out there. But uh, I'm locking this in. Give me Tampa Bay on the road for the win. And who do you got?
2: Yeah, just for ss uh, and giggles, shits and giggles and sugars and giggles, I'm going to go the opposite way here. I'm going to take Indianapolis. And I think they're going to beat the smack, smack out of Baker Mayfield because, you know, just because. And I think they're going to beat the snot out of um, Todd Bowles and his flimsy defense. So I'm going to go with um, Indianapolis on this one. And I'm going to take the points on this one. I'm not going to lock All it right. in, but that's how I'm going to go. Just because. LaVon, who do you like, LaVon?
3: <clears throat> I, like, uh, I like Indy. I think they're two bad teams. And when you got two bad teams, pick the home team. Um. And that's as simple as that, so.
0: Do you know the records of either of these teams?
2: That's the bottom line because LeVon said so. That's all I needed to know.
3: Um, the record? I know the yeah. record of all the teams that are good. Okay, uh, I mean, good. I don't remember Tampa Bay having, being in that conversation, or especially Indy, who lost their quarterback. I know the running back is back, and the quarterback is Gardner Minshew. But no, both of those teams are bad. I don't. Is Tampa Bay in first place in the South?
2: No, they're four and six. They're in second. No, no but nobody but they top. They top ten in the NFL draft.
3: So they're four and six, and I know Indy's not in first place in the South out in the AFC. So I don't know the records, but they're both bad teams.
0: If New Orleans you know, loses, but and Atlanta South, wins and Tampa Bay wins, Tampa Bay will become first in the division by winning this game.
3: That's not. But they're still bad teams. Records side, bad know. teams. They're bad. Malik. Bad football. There's a lot of bad football this year, too.
0: Oh, the yeah. next game is going to be even more interesting. Willie, what do um, you got? Oh
1: boy, <laughs> Indy. <laughs> we know where we're going with this one. Indy's a mid team. They're just everything about them screams mid. Even like mid. all the way down, to, just like just like in the middle of everything. They're like 16th in defense, 17th mm. in offense. Like you know. 18th in past defense so like they're like in the middle of literally everything so they're not good or bad right it's just really a matter of what are they going to actually do today you know because they could be on oh, one day they could score you know 37 points and lose to Cleveland and then the next week score three right this is we just don't know uh what we what we get in from them um so I, I kind of I kind of tend to agree with LeVon here on just taking the home team, but I would stay far away from this game because there's just no way to tell to tell what which what you're gonna get, what kind of performance you're gonna get from either one of these and either one of these squads on any given on any given night. So, uh, one and a half, two and a half points. Just take the points if you if you really have to bet this game, go ahead and take the points. But I have no interest in betting this game any in coming anywhere near or close to this game because I have no faith in either one of these teams. So I'll take Indy. I'll take the under. But yeah. Please, yeah, red light, stay away.
0: <laughs> for the next game, this is the game that I suggested we should flex into Monday Night Football. We have the New England Patriots at the New York Giants, a Super Bowl rivalry of sorts. These two teams combined have 16 losses on the season. Both of them have only played 11 games, which is tremendous. Ugh. They've combined for five total wins, and they are both down to their third-string quarterbacks. levon who would you take hmm. to win this game? The Giants are getting three points at home in New Jersey.
3: You're Phil Face. Hey, you're Phil. Listen, I want to reiterate this. I haven't been on this on this program in a while. Um, growing up in the, the New York City, the true New York City, Manhattan, uh, with you fine gentlemen, I'm spoiled. So um to me, when you when you're paid to do something. Especially when you're paid to do something, you go into it and there's one of two things. You're either paid to do it well and succeed, or you don't. There's no try, there's no progress. So I fully expected the Giants before the season started to be a title contending team, to possibly have a chance, being that we won a playoff game last year, to go and to compete with Philly, with San Francisco with Dallas, and have a chance to actually compete and get to the Super Bowl. I say that with a straight face. I say that. Let me finish. I say that as someone who grew up, and I've watched my team win three Super Bowls. I've watched the Yankees win five, six championships. Just the Knicks, the only team. And every time the Knicks play, what do I say? I'm not interested until the Knicks are good enough to the point where I think they have a chance. Otherwise, it's just like, what are we doing? Yes, I thought after we beat Minnesota, we lost to Philly the way we did, what we did come into season. signed Daniel Jones. I'm an all-or-nothing type of guy. So once a team, and Aaron's like, do you know their records? If you are not in the mix to win, to me, you're not good. So that's when I say you're not good, four and whatever, five and whatever, all that, let's go to the playoffs and lose. I don't, I'm not built that way. So with that being said, I think this game, Bill Belichick and those guys aside, you need to lose because everything else is pointless. It is pointless to win meaningless games and just say, yeah, we won. That time is past. That's over. You're not going to beat Kansas City. You're not even going to play Kansas City. You're not going to play the Eagles. Those are the teams that should try to win games, the Jacksonville, the Lions. Everyone else should be trying to position themselves to press reset, to press reset. With that being said, in this game, the Giants will probably win because New England is horrific. I think Belichick is on his way out, which is ridiculous. I'm hearing that he is leaving New England after all those years. That is insane. I could care less about this game other than I hope we lose, and that's it. Shaking up enough of everybody's time. Where did Aaron go? There he is.
2: You went to look at his fake football team again.
0: Yes, I did. Go Ravens. Um, On that note, I'm going to be taking the New England Patriots to win this game. Thank you. Um, I'm going to take the under. Uh, The Pats are giving them three points because that's how bad the Giants are. Uh, They don't have much of an offense. I expect the Pats to win. Both of these teams will be at three wins, so they're going to be tied for the first overall pick. So we'll see how that goes for them. Good luck to you. Uh, hopefully you can get Caleb Williams. Hope the Bears take uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Malik. Who
1: do you got? Ah, uh, yeah, I was talking about uh, Mike Tomlin and DTR last, uh, you know, a few a few games ago. If 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 Bill Belichick can't find out and find figure out a way to beat Tommy DeVito this week, um, we should not be talking about him going to any other team and being anybody else's head coach. Just just be done with it. Just be done. He's done. And he's had a great career. And he's just going right off to the sunset and uh do whatever the hell Bill Belichick does in the offseason. Because if you can't beat Tommy DeVito, if you cannot find a way to scheme up your team and beat Tommy DeVito and beat these, beat the Giants as banged up as they are and as hurt as they are, and as you know, much as much as they have shown over the course of this year. I mean, they they've beaten Washington twice. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much all, 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 you know, all they've been able to, to be Washington twice and Arizona once. Um, so if you can't figure out a way to beat them, then you should not be the, everybody on that team all the way down. You should just strip the strip, the New England Patriots all the way down to the white meat and uh, restart this whole damn thing. Sorry. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to take me I'm not going to not, no, I didn't look at any stats for this game. The over under is 33 and a half. Ace, you did not talk about that. The fact that, like, I this is like an NFL game where the over under for this game is 33 points. So they like they expect this game to go like 13 six. Like, that's what they expect the for this season.
0: game. Lowest of the season. It's the lowest I've seen horrible
1: in a decade. It's horrible. And I feel, and you know who I feel the worst for? I feel the worst for people in the New York metropolitan area that are going to be forced to watch this game and not able to watch something else. Because they don't have, you know, you know, whatever YouTube TV and NFL Sunday tickets. so they're going to be sitting there watching this game. I'd rather watch just about any other football game, including high school, than watch this. Okay, I'm being dead serious, and I and I that th- this is this is just really really bad for and fans in New England should be pissed off, fans in New York should be pissed off, fans 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 in the Northeast watching football. I'm I LeBron I, talks about how much he loved the Giants and watching them play. I watched them. I watched the Giants, and I respect the Giants, respect everything about that team, that organization, and what we're seeing with this team right now. It ain't fun. It ain't fun, and I just want to see what happens with Saquon Barkley, you know, in this offseason. I hope he stays, but, you know, you just never know. Um, I'll take New England, and I'll take the under. Um, and we really want to see, is Daniel Jones going to be the quarterback next year? Saquon Barkley coming back? What are they going to do to fix the offensive line? There's a lot of questions here. We need to get them answered. So I'll take New England and the under.
0: 10-6 win for the Pats. And who do you got?
2: Well, um, as you guys know, I'm a Jets fan, so I don't give two shits about either of these teams. I don't respect them. I don't care about them. That said, Eli Manning's not walking through that door no more. Tom Brady's not walking through that door no more. So this this game is is a wash. This game is crap. This is it can end up in a tie for all I give a shit. But that said, I'm going to take the Giants and I'm going to take the under in this one. The reason I'm taking the Giants is because unlike New, New England, the Giants actually know who their quarterback's going to be. You don't know who's going to be the quarterback for New England. They can switch it up. It can be um, Mac Jones. It could be the other guy that's backing them up. Could be the third string guy. Could be their punter, or kicker, or whatever. They're quite. New England's all screwed up. They're talking about Belichick getting out of here. He might be wheeled over to the nursing home for all I give a hoot. Because, you know, he's not the same coach as he was before. This whole thing, the ship is the ship has sailed. These two teams are trash. But anyway, welcome to the Jets, Jets world. Welcome yeah. to the Jets world where we all trash and we keep recycling, trying to get the quarter, the next quarterback to lead us to nowhere. But anyway, glad you guys had your know, you know, parades and stuff like that. But as far as for this game, don't even bother betting on it. Giants and the under—you mm. can flip a coin on this one because it doesn't matter. New England, New England, right now is in the third seed for the um, draft. The Giants are in the fifth seed right now. It can be mixed up. They can be t- fighting for first place in the next two weeks. For all I care, all once right. again, Giants and under.
0: Next game, another
1: uh, mid-south battle. Carol, I say that Patriots with a lot of malice, a way, there, a
2: lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot, lot, lot of salt.
1: If the New England Patriots find a way to get Jane Daniels, this is going to hurt me to my core.
0: Because you'll have to cheer for
1: her so much. I will have to cheer for Jaden Frick. Because I, I love Jaden Daniels. Like, And I have to Burn. cheer for a damn Patriot.
0: He'll likely be an Arizona. Please don't do
1: it. Please. He'll likely be draft, in a card. Draft an offensive lineman, please.
0: Oh, they're going to somehow draft a defensive back. Let's
1: an offensive lineman. With the,
0: fir- with the third overall pick. Uh, Carolina at Tennessee. <clears throat> Carolina is the worst team in the NFL. They've shown it consistently. They drafted the guy first overall, and the rest of the team was pretty trash. Adam Thielen had somehow nine catches last week for 76 yards, um, and their tight end got a the touchdown. They scored one touchdown on a 17-play drive. It took them 17 plays to score one touchdown, and they had to go for them three fourth downs. Tennessee only has to win this game by four points. This is my third lock of the week. I am taking the over, which is 36 and a half. Tennessee is going to beat the hell out of Carolina. Um, I'm not a Tennessee Titans fan, but I'm pretty confident they're not going to lose this game. If you're in a survivor pool like I am, just keep picking against the team that plays Carolina every week. I'm pretty confident they're going to be the first team to go 1-17. Uh, yeah, on. Um, I
3: feel bad for the Alabama kid. He's in a tough spot. Uh, I'll pick Carolina because uh, I I want them not to fall, but first into the first overall pick, and then the Bears have, like Houston did, two picks in the top three. So I'm gonna pick the Panthers just off of that alone.
0: I appreciate your <laughs> Uh And who do you
2: got? Um. Yeah, I, I also feel bad for the kid for Carolina because you know he's being compared right now to um. CJ Stroud, who they already, who the beat is already pumping into the bead um MVP of the season. But you know what? I'm it's Carolina versus Tennessee, and Tennessee got mayonnaise, man. I don't know about this dude. He came out, came out flashing in one one game, and then now he's okay now for the other ones. It's kind of hard to pick against each one or the other, but I'm gonna have to lean towards the talented team, the more talented team, unfortunately. And the more the team has at home, unfortunately. The reason I keep saying, unfortunately, because I have to agree with Mayonnaise man. I have to go agree with the mayonnaise man over here. So I'm taking Tennessee, and I'm taking the, I'm taking the under this one.
0: All
1: right, Malik, who do you got? Uh, and feel free to jump on the bus. I am driving the Will Levis is trash bus. I'm 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 driving that. So you know, feel free, feel free to jump on at any point in time. You know, uh, Will Levis is trash. He's just yes. not. A, he's not. He's not a very good quarterback. Like he has a good game. He had one good game. He looks great. Throws the ball really deep. He's got, a, he's got a really good arm, you know, but yeah, other than that, he's trash. Um, I too feel bad for Bryce young, not because of the situation that's that's happened to him because he's now a quarterback. So I don't really feel too bad for him. Cause you know, he, you know, you've, he, he was, he was, he came from the, he came from, you know, the the, the the world of Oz and now he's just dropped himself into the real world where, you know, you're you're on bad teams, and you just have to play football and just just do what you got to do. Um, but I feel bad for them because they don't seem to have a understand the, the the Carolina Panthers don't seem to have an understanding of who they want to actually call their offense. Like they, they have no clue what they want to do from that standpoint. At the very least, just call an offensive game plan and let the kid go out there and try to and try to run it. Um, these, unfortunately, you know, uh, Frank Reich's probably gone at the end of this year. And um the offensive coordinator is probably going at the end of this year. I just this it doesn't it's hard to project Carolina being able to stay within the number that hook that three and a half points that hook the hook on the three and a half points is probably the, the thing that I'll. That I'll um so I'll take Tennessee uh can't look any worse than they've looked the past two weeks. And for whatever reason they they believed that they could give the ball to Will Levis. And they didn't they didn't, you know, hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, who's making like eighteen million dollars and has been the best player on their team for like the last eight years. Um, so just hand the damn ball off to Derrick Henry, move out of the damn way. Will Levis is trash and he's not gonna be <laughs> the quarterback of the future. Um, but you should win this game just just by the of just handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. That's it. Just win the game by doing that. So I'll take Tennessee in the other
2: and I got to remind everybody, is Derrick Henry the guy who who's who the last reason that they got into the playoffs in the first place? That was correct. They, 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 they sick on him. They so shit they on him for exactly. Manny's man.
0: Uh, Will Levis is good. Derrick Henry's going to get the ball. They're going to win. Rams, Cardinals, one of the worst games of the week. One-point favorite on the Rams in Arizona, 44.5 points, most average game of average. I'm taking the Rams. They found a way to win on the road in Seattle last week. They're going to find another way to win on the road here. They're climbing their way back into the playoffs. Um, they're going to go and catch Minnesota. or they going to catch? Uh, yeah, I think they're going to catch Minnesota. So there we are with that. Levan, do you have
3: anything to add? <laughs> um, Rams, Cardinals, not much, except I hope Kyler Murray wills them to a victory for... Everybody who's bottom-feeding in the NFL, which is basically my team, Arizona, the Bears. We want all of those teams to win. So go Cardinals. I don't know what the Rams are doing. It's interesting to watch um, one of Malik's adopted teams who I told him it wasn't worth sacrificing the next 10 years for one Super Bowl. Um, They might be paying for that right now. They got their one Super Bowl. But they had to – everybody they bought is gone just about, and they're, like, middling in mediocrity, and they're going to be that way forever. But I guess it was worth it, even though we've all forgotten about them winning that championship and have moved past it. And um, as far as the Cardinals go, what are they going to do with Kyler Murray once they have the opportunity to draft a quarterback? What do they do with him? Everybody thought he was good, and I thought he was too small and he's injury-prone now, and now they're probably going to move on from him. I'm interested what they're going to do with him. With all that being said, I just hope the Cardinals win. So, yeah.
1: Malik. So, Levon you know who didn't forget that that won the Super Bowl? Me. Me. I didn't forget that they won the Super Bowl. And neither did Matt Stafford. He didn't forget either. So, um, as long as I still remember that they won a the Super Bowl... <laughs> And I still remember that they have a ring, then it matters, right? It matters. and and I would pay and I would I would, I'd tell you this right now, I give up every draft pick that the Lions have for the next two seasons to win one Super Bowl this year to win the Super Bowl this year, I give up all of them. Every single one of them. And I don't care. And you know what I would say to the team if they did it? I'd say, congratulations, go win the game. And if you and if that means that you're gonna be trash for the next five years, I'll live with it. Cause guess what? You were trash for 30 years and I lived with that too. Okay. So I'm okay with it. All right. I'm okay with uh, leverage your team. If you if you can do it, mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. But you better win. Don't, don't, don't do it and no win, right? Don't don't be the Braves. Okay. Don't go, don't, don't be the Mets. Don't be this year's, you know what? Don't be this year's New York Mets, right? Cause this year's New York Mets, they did that. They cashed it all in. They signed all of the, they signed as many as many uh, high price pitchers as they possibly could. And they trashed and they crashed and burned. And then they wound up having to trade everything away. And now they look like the same trash team that they were, they were a couple years ago. So at least if you do it, you better win. And the Rams won. Now, over to this game. Uh, Arizona looked much better at home. Kyler Murray looked much better at home. They went to Houston last week and they lost a game where Kyler Murray actually did look good. He played well. I think he's still going to continue to play well. I'm a little surprised that they're an underdog in this game at home. Uh, Maybe it's just records. It's just record speaking here, but the Rams haven't showed anything yet to prove that they're actually worth uh, riding as a favorite here. So I'm going to go ahead and take Arizona to cover uh, at home. Probably to win them outright. I like I like Arizona on the money line this this week, uh, to 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 get this to get this thing done. Um, I don't even see them on the on the book right now, which is weird. But anyway, um, yeah, Arizona should should be able to take care take care of business at home against the Rams. I've seen it's still banged up, still trying to figure things out, but uh, won a Super Bowl two years ago. And guess what? No matter, As long as you got that ring, you can always come back. <laughs> 50 years from now, you can always come back. Look, the Knicks, Knicks players are still coming back. 55 years later, they're still coming back and getting celebrated and getting in getting jackets, okay? So guess what? Aaron Donald, he's gonna when Aaron Donald is 70 years old, he's still going to have, as long as he still has his fingers, he's still going to have a ring. He's going to be perfectly fine, and he's going to enjoy it. So uh, enjoy it, Rams fans. You suck now. And and you know, 20 years from now, you'll sell a team again and, and buy yourself a sand, buy yourself another Super Bowl, and you'll enjoy it then. So go ahead and enjoy it. Arizona and the under. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm just gonna go with Arizona and under as well. And it quite also the Rams do have Puka now on their team. That's a new wide uh-huh. receiver that they, they can um, make make headway. But um, the last couple of weeks, Arizona has been playing kind of good there with Kyler Murray coming back. So I, I think the trend might continue on this one, so I'm going to go with Arizona and taking the under this one.
0: All right. Next up, we have the Cleveland Browns of the Denver Broncos. Broncos are underdogs, our are favorites at home. They're giving two and a half points to Cleveland in DTR. The over-under is super low at 35 points. Denver scored one touchdown last week, and that was all they needed to win. Um, Russ is cooking. Denver is winning. And I think they're actually going to end up making the playoffs. They're five and five. This is my fourth lock of the week. I'm locking in Denver to beat the breaks off of Cleveland. And by that, I mean they're going to beat them by a whole six points. 12-6, Denver at home, lowest scoring game of the season, 18 points. Hammer that under. Hammer on uh, Denver and lay those two and a half points. They're good for it.
3: LaVon, who do you got? Like I said, been following and passing, but doesn't Cleveland have one of the best defenses in the league this year? They do, and one of the worst offenses. They had the the best defense. They won. They got the best defense. So they got the best defense, and we've been clowning DTR because his name is funny. But no, no, we're clowning him because
0: we're clowning him because his first game that he ever played, he threw for under a hundred yards. And he completed no touchdowns and two interceptions.
2: Well, I'm kind of because you sound like a damn law firm, but that's just me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We're cl- <laughs> I think um, uh, I don't know. I like Cleveland. I don't know. It's just maybe they've, they've lost for so long and they do have that good defense. Um, and I just I don't know. I think the AFC North is just one of the more intriguing. Divisions in football this year for some reason. The North just sticks out to me. Like I said, I've been just following the league and passing, but I just like the Browns and the Broncos. I don't know. I got Cleveland in that game, man. I really do. I think they'll win it. Are you serious? I am. I'm very serious. I think Cleveland wins that game.
2: Malik, uh, I got
3: to hear what you got. Let that
2: man pick.
1: Um, I'm just, I look, I'm just in on the Anthony apology tour, um, that that's going on here with Denver. He, he, he was forced to apologize last week to Shaw Payton and Russell Wilson. And I'm in for this, man. I'm, I'm rolling with Denver and the over and I'm locking this in as well. Cause I, I just, I just need more, I need more, uh, crow eating by, by, by my good friend Anthony here on how horrible, his uh how horrible the take is on on uh on denver and russell wilson because i i was i would be to be completely honest with you i was here for the russell Wilson wilson's trash comments last season but he's been pretty damn good this year he's been pretty damn good he's 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 rebounded very well the so far this season and he hasn't been the trash ass quarterback and i told you this and and as, as much as as much as we we talked about this before i told you this in week three you would like to have Russell Wilson on your jets right now. If Russell Wilson was the quarterback of your jets right now instead of Zach Wilson, you, you'd you trade Wilson's in a heartbeat. Okay. You, oh, and you yeah, would. It, okay. You would trade Wilson's in a heartbeat for right now. You couldn't have Aaron Rodgers. You would trade your Wilsons in a heartbeat. You take Zach, you take Zach and throw his ass to Denver, and you take Russell on your team. But you can't, you can't, even, you can't even deny that. So I'm going to take Denver and the over just because I want to see. Uh, I want. I want to see this. This. This uh, apology to continue, uh, but go ahead, and I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you roll with your last pick.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I, I would definitely do that trade. i no man, <laughs> No man's about it. I manned up last week and I apologized to um Sean Payton and quit, uh Since uh, if you guys actually joined our Facebook group, quit. I think it's open for everybody on the uptown parlay in the Facebook group. I think that's open. But if you join our Facebook group, you would have saw my apology letter that I made for um, that I didn't make. I just stole from somebody somebody's meme. But anyway, I stole and you know used it. But my apology letter for Russell Wilson. Could, all this all this year, I've been saying that Russell Wilson is not cooking nothing. The only thing he's really cooking is a salami sandwich on the fry frying pan on a hot plate. But he's actually been doing this thing this this year. He's actually picking it up little by little. He's actually getting everything back. Yeah, Sean Payton is actually getting him in, in um, stride. And Sean Payton, once again, it was right about Nathaniel's shitty hackett. But um, I'm going to go with Denver in this one as far as we're talking about this game. I'm taking Denver and I'm taking the points on this one. If I go to lock this in. But um, yeah, I'm going to take this one and, and keep on rolling on that and keep eating crow.
0: I like that pick. Kansas City at Las Vegas. Las Vegas is playing with a lot of heart. They're at home. They are getting nine points at home. This is a Dome team. Kansas City just lost Sunday night, Monday night football, one of the best games of the year that I think we've seen to Philadelphia. The over-unders, 43-and-a-half. Uh, Kelsey fumbled the ball. He lost the Kelsey Bowl number two. I'm going to be taking Kansas City. Las Vegas is playing with a lot of heart, but Kansas City strengthens their defense, and their defense is going to come out strong, and they're going to shut down Hayden O'Connell and whatever uh, Josh Jacobs has left Give me Kansas City. Uh, I think they're going to win, but I'm not going to lock it in. But those nine points are a lot, but I think they can win by 10. Easy. Ant, what do you got?
2: Well, the Cinderella story is going to be over for uh, Oakland and Antonio Pierce. appears. I'm um, sorry to say, Kansas City, they're definitely going to be pissed off, especially after that last – um, play where um, Mahomes passed it up to the wide receiver, he wound up dropping it. And then you see Mahomes walking up to the side field, making his pass over to, to the fan, and the fan drops, uh, drops the drops the um, little gloves and stuff like that. So everybody's been dropping for Casey. K- Casey's definitely going to be pissed off. I don't know if y'all saw that clip of the same wide receiver smashing his helmet across the thing. I don't know how or why they, they, they pulled that, pull that off live. They say, Yeah, let's, let's just show the world you slamming his um helmet under and <laughs> doing the live broadcast what the what's the name the announcers is talking to whatever like that. But you can tell they have emotion, they have heart in this one. They're gonna put all the fire and all the beat downs in poor, in poor Oakland. Like I said, there's gonna be there's gonna be um some pain going on for Antonio Pierce. I'm sorry to say he's gonna actually it's gonna be his welcome to the NFL moment coach as a coach. All right, Malik. Oh, Big despite fourth lock of the week.
0: All right, Malik, what do you got? Sans fourth lock on KC
1: hard to pick uh it's, it's hard to pick uh las vegas to, to cover but i just saw las vegas cover a spread against miami in miami um they were they, they were 13 point dogs in that game and they covered it they lost by i think it was 10 points um they lost by and they actually covered the number so i i wouldn't be surprised if they cover the number here against kc as well um <clears throat> antonio pierce may not be uh, you know, he, he may not be everybody's first choice as a head coach, but he's, he's been pretty good. He's been motivating this team well, and he's got this team playing good football, um, you know, at the right time of the season, I think KC wins the game, but I, I like, I like Vegas to cover the number at home. I wouldn't lock this in personally, but, um, I definitely feel like, K feel like Vegas can, can play close enough and, um, can play close enough to the number and, and cover this, cover the spread. The other thing is, you know, the one thing, and Anthony, you you kind of mentioned a little bit as well is like um, drops by your receivers is the one thing is probably to me to me a receiver dropping a pass is probably the most demoralizing uh, thing that can happen on offense because literally it's the last you know it's the last thing that has to go right right meaning the blocking has to be has to be right so that the quarterback can step into their throw. The quarterback has to make the throw. The receiver has to run the route to get themselves open. This is the last piece. Catch the ball. Just catch the ball and we win the game. Or just catch the ball and we get the yardage. When receivers drop passes, it is, to me, the most demoralizing thing. And it's completely completely unpredictable. You can't predict it. A receiver can – you can have a receiver – the best receiver in the league can drop a pass, and it's like – comes out of nowhere right and this is patrick mahomes throwing the football these are good passes these are these are these are catchable balls when receivers drop pass it's just it's just the worst right so i'm just gonna pick las vegas to cover the number i think they lose the game but i do i do think they are able to cover in this divisional game and i don't see a see a reason that that KC can't casey receivers can't drop any more passes just because it's so unpredictable so i wouldn't be surprised if it happened again so All i'll right. take vegas in the over
0: all right, on.
3: what do you uh, have in this <clears throat> Aaron, you look, you look sleepy, man. You're tired. Very much awake. All right. Um, I want to just go over this game. This is a ugh, game again. But I want to say to what um, Anthony said, coaching is, is probably one of the um, most overrated thing in, in all of sports. Coaching. Uh, We have overestimated a coach's value in every facet of sports from basketball to baseball to football. It's about talent. The talent dictates what takes place on the field. The coach's job is not much different than any any managerial job in the workforce. Your job is to motivate, number one, and get the people who are actually doing the work to operate at peak efficiency. And the coaches who do that the best are usually the coaches who succeed the most. Uh, Belichick had Brady. Phil Jackson had Jordan, Shaq, Pippen, uh, Kobe. Uh, The the one coach who who won something with the least amount of talent who probably shouldn't was probably the Pistons with Larry Brown when he took that collection of misfits and and won the championship against a team.
0: Huh? No, I'm just what? Realizing that you hate the city of Detroit. Come
3: on. Okay. Um, but that's what Antonio Pierce's job is. If he can motivate the Raiders to, to operate at peak efficiency, then he's doing his job. You know, he's not there to, 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 to all that game plan and stuff, all of that stuff is, 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 is the smoke and mirrors. I mean, if we haven't realized that with Belichick having no more Tom Brady on his team or, or low key Hall of Famers like he had for his entire tenure in New England, I mean, what else? What other proof do we need? Um, it's about the players. And Antonio Pierce is motivating the Raiders to operate at peak efficiency and be competitive. He definitely deserves to be considered as a true candidate for any coaching job in the league. And, um, I said all that just to say that the Raiders will probably lose to Kansas City because they should, because Kansas City, the better team, has the most talent. But with that being said, if he can motivate the Raiders to operate at peak efficiency, and they might, win have next them, week. They might be able to go in and beat Kansas City, who everyone is assuming will just come out after playing Philly and destroy a team they should destroy. If you can motivate men to operate on a level where they say, hey, we're just as good as these guys, do what you're supposed to do, and we will win this game. The Raiders could beat them. They have talent on that team. They've got offensive. They've got better offensive players at the skill positions than Kansas City has. Josh Jacobs at Ooh. running back, uh, Adams at wide receiver. You know they could make it a game. And I'm rooting for AP. I'm rooting for him. So I, I, I like the Raiders in that game.
0: Put Josh Jacobs'
3: rings in the box, and Isaiah Pacheco's rings in the box, and show me who has more. See once again, you smoking mirrors. Jacobs Pacheco is a good player, but Jacobs is obviously a better one. It's just like uh, it's about James and Jones,
0: not X's and O's, like you just said.
3: And, uh, yeah, it's and about it's, it's, it's definitely players. about that. It is about that man. But I mean, I was just I, what Anthony said about coaching just intrigued me. Is like we say, you know, coaches, coaches. I mean, smoking mirrors with that. The players are what matters, and can you get them to function and do what they're supposed to do? That is what makes a good coach. Versus um, well, Andy Reid's one of the
2: best magicians out there, and he's gonna make those make on case he do the ring around the rosy play again on these guys. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're
0: gonna they operate at peak efficiency uh, most weeks. Things had
3: a You got a, a you got a lot of team, coaches lot of out here who are really smart guys. Everybody knows what they're doing. You think. Um, What's it, Ken Dorsey? And he he just doesn't know offense. It's no, he couldn't get his guys to operate. He just doesn't get along you with know, Sean McDermott,
0: and Sean McDermott was like, somebody's got to get
3: fired, and they're gonna be made. there. You go. So, uh, I'll see you i mean, Arthur Smith. You think Arthur Smith doesn't know how to get? Yes. Yes, run, you know. I don't think he knows. Smith Smith yes, yes.
2: Arthur Smith does not know what he's doing.
3: All this, you think Arthur Smith couldn't get on this podcast and no. tell us something about offense that we don't know and, and break down players? Tell tell doesn't him mean he knows played. what
0: he's doing. I know what I know what he
3: couldn't do. He couldn't tell. Me he cannot get the players I, to do it. Though. That's knows, his that's he thing. He Cannot he can't
2: coach his way like, out of paper bag. I know that.
3: I'll tell you that. Dead well. That's nothing to do with like X's I've and done. O's. There's nothing it's to not do with X's and O's.
0: This podcast is my bet. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? I can tell you this. I picked Atlanta to win. So, you better make me right, I tell you that. Hey, Coach is way
2: out of paper bag, hey, so he's going to make you lose.
0: We got Buffalo at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is at home. Mm. They can mm. run the ball. They can throw the ball. Uh, Buffalo's not good. As uh, good as they are, they kept giving the Jets chances over and over again. And I'd like to point out, the Buffalo Bills lost the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. They
3: shouldn't have. They shouldn't have. Okay.
0: Philadelphia.
2: And the Eagles lost today. to the Jets.
0: Yeah, well, you know. a Broken clock is right once a day. Uh, Philadelphia is going to beat the brakes off of the Bills. I'm locking in Philadelphia as my fifth lock of the week. Wait, actually, I take that back. I only have one more lock left. It's not that one. But I'm taking Philly. Very Confidence game over and it's 48 and a half. I expect that to go over. Josh Allen's going to find a way to fumble the ball, give it away somehow, some way. It's what he does. He's a turnover machine. He's going to make more good plays and bad plays over the course of the season, but this will be a bad play for him. It's just what it is.
3: Uh, on. Please continue your soliloquy. Soliloquy time. I don't know what's going on with Buffalo, man. That is wild. Aaron's team is not performing up to standards. They've got wait, way too wait, much. That's
2: Aaron's team too?
3: Yeah, it is. Yeah, He went to college in Buffalo, so he's got to claim in Buffalo. T- wow. Um,
2: okay. Another big team.
3: Yeah, it's just, I mean, that team, it's just they should be so much better than what they have been when you look at outcome of games. Like they should have never lost to Denver the way they did. I mean, that was a that was wild. The bad call. Well, it wasn't a bad call. That was a good call. But the uh, the field oh it's just bad. Buffalo, man. Anyway, um, I'm not picking Philly. <laughs> I'm never picking Philly for anything. So I'm picking Buffalo. And um, I hope something bad happens to Philadelphia. It's a cocky team outside of their quarterback, especially their coach. He's real arrogant. He has to understand that they will be bad again one day. So he should probably tone that down a tad and just, you know, relax with all the screaming. And I told you so as so he's shouting out there to everybody. But um, I hope Buffalo gets it right and fixes it. Because I think they're just as talented as Philadelphia is. And – um I like to see them do better because their windows closing pretty quick.
0: Yeah, but you can always open it
3: back up. This group may not win,
0: but they will win eventually. Josh Allen.
3: They're they got the oldest team in football, I think. Right? No, oldest Malik. average age.
0: No, Malik.
3: Who do you got?
1: So Philly, Philly is interesting. You know, this year Philly reminds me a lot. This Philly team reminds me a lot of Minnesota last year where Minnesota won like something like 13 games but 11 of them were all were one score, one score games. And so Philly right now is six and one, uh, in games, six of their wins have come in games, with uh, one score or, or more, I mean, one score or less, um, like one touchdown or less than a touchdown. And that just doesn't seem like it's, you know, sustainable over the course of a season it's never been sustainable like we saw that minnesota did it 113 games and then got boat raced by the giants in the playoffs at home so you know it just feels like this this team is teetering on a a collapse of some sort and that doesn't mean that they're going to lose a division or that, that they're not going to make the playoffs or anything like along those along those lines but i think the trend of them starting to lose close games is start, is going to happen at some point in time i don't think jalen hurts is completely healthy uh, he's still playing through whatever it is he's dealing with. The offensive line has is is great. The Tush Push is still helping them out immensely over the course of the season, and they're still the able to take care show. of business. Whatever you want to no, know, no, I'm calling the Tush Push because that's what everybody continues to call it, even when the Philadelphia plays. Um, but it's helped them out pretty, pretty, uh, pretty immensely. Uh, Buffalo looked pretty good last week uh, offensively against a really good defense in the Jets. Um, despite you know the fact that the Jets have their, their, their struggles on the offensive side of the football, that's a good defense on that side on that side of the ball that Buffalo was able to you know pretty much take 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 out of the the, the contest uh, early on. Um, once they got once they got rolling offensively, I think they can could continue to get rolling offensively here and stay within the number against uh, a Philly team that has won that aside from the KC game and of course the Dallas game um you know they they haven't beat a lot of really great teams so far um if you want to call Miami a great team but Miami's been bad against against teams with winning winning records all season anyway so Miami's probably going to lose that game regardless so I like Buffalo here I'll take the under I mean I'm sorry I'll take the over I think this game gets I think the score gets up pretty high here I'll take the over and I'm going to lock this in as my fourth lock of the week
0: all right the oldest team in the NFL is the New York Jets with an average age of 27 years. Then it's the Saints. Ooh, well, that's
1: just that that's is, just skewered by, that's skewered by Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's how... He's like the second oldest player in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, the they player Santa player.
3: Claus. So that's Who's the, the second goes, so. oldest team, though?
0: The Saints, and then the Raiders, and the Bills, are fourth.
3: And who do you got? Yeah, like I said, that, that window's closing. I'm
2: going to agree with Malika as far as the over... Taking it over, but I'm going to go the opposite. I'm taking the Eagles on this one. As the reason why I'm taking that is because Buffalo basically went, looked like they they came like they was supposed to be back last week when they when they beat the it's not out of the Jets, whatever. But the Jets have basically exploded, uh, imploded, and beat themselves, especially on defense. You you saw them arguing on the side and stuff like that. They was basically frustrated on that part. As far as for Buffalo is concerned, they got rid of their offensive coordinator last week. That was a, a quite a little push to show that hey. We're we're finally free. We we actually you know free to do our thing, and let's see how this works out this week. Uh, on under the new OC and stuff like that. I believe it's not going to work well, so I'm going to go with Philadelphia. But yeah, I'm going to take the over this one. And I'm gonna I'm not going to call it the uh, brotherly shove or the tush push, or whatever I'm calling. Call it the Almighty push because that's what the name I gave it last year before anybody started calling calling that na- the name of it or anything. I gave the Almighty push because they kept on cheating and using it and pushing away their way <laughs> to the Super Bowl with that bullshit. but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stick with that Ant, and I'm gonna take the take the Eagles and I'm right. taking the over this win. sorry for sorry for the, sorry for still, the curses you, for the kiddies out there
1: and do you still think it should be outlawed given the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles seem to be the only team that can actually do it
2: yes I still think it so could be outlawed even if it do it
1: because everybody tries to do it. Everybody tries to do what Philadelphia does. But nobody can it. do it successfully. Yeah, okay. yeah.
2: Because they, they need that. They need that Kelsey person, and they need a, to have a Kelsey.
1: Yeah, you, know, you got the so, to have the person you got to have the Kelsey. You also have to have the.
2: You have to have the actual quarterback with the with the um strength of the legs to push it like Jalen Hurst as well. Yeah.
1: That's fair. but he that's what I'm saying. It like means it's not cheating. They just have the talent to do it.
2: Well, uh, I, like I call it cheating, but I just don't like it. I think it should be banned. It's not cheating. It's not really cheating, but I think it should be banned, in my opinion.
0: Next up, we have my other – Well, my opinion doesn't team, matter. Which is the Baltimore Ravens at the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers always find a way to lose a game. Therefore, I'm locking in as my uh, fifth block of the week, the Baltimore Ravens over the Chargers. This is easy money. The over-under is 30, 47. This will be way, way, way over. Uh, the Chargers have the worst pass defense in the league. Lamar Jackson is going to throw for like four or five touchdowns here. Any prop bet you can take on Lamar Jackson over two touchdowns, I would take it. Two touchdowns, or more I would take it. That's easy money. Uh, The Chargers have a great offense and terrible defense. They're going to fire their head coach, who's defense coordinator. On the Super Bowl-winning L.A. Rams, (laughs) I do remember that as well. Uh, The L.A. Chargers have a good pass rush. Bolsa broke his foot, so he is out. They only got Khalil Mack, and they can slide the protection and stop him. Ronnie Stanley is hurt for Baltimore, so that may affect their running game, but we will see. Um, Malik, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I got Baltimore on a lock and this is my best lock of the week as well. Um, Baltimore is not I, I I think the I think they were a little overrated going into, you know, especially after that win that they had against um what was it they beat? Uh at home, not not Detroit. Um they, they beat yeah after after that beating that they put on Seattle. I mean they just showed they were really good at home and on the road they're kind of like everybody else on the road. Um The reality situation is Baltimore shown that they can win. They can win in a bunch of different ways. They can win when Lamar Jackson has great plays great football. They can win when Lamar Jackson doesn't play great football. So it's a slight lean to the Ravens here. I just lock it in because I have no faith, no trust in in what the Chargers are doing, uh, either offensively or defensively. They seem to step on their own feet pretty regularly over the course of over the course of games. And the Ravens fig- can figure out how to win how to win football games, and at, at three and a half points, this looks like a pretty pretty safe um, safe floor for them. Um, the hook is a little bit scary, but it's it's not scary enough for me to uh, want to take Baltimore. Um, the other thing is, it's interesting with the Chargers in particular is they've lost their last two games by three points, so by exactly three points. So that hook is really scary, uh, you know, in that in that regard. And they've lost what one two. Three, four, five, six, seven games by one score. So they they don't they don't win games when they're when they're close. So you know if I don't expect them to win this game, I don't expect them to cover this number three and a half points. It's a, it's a little bit of a scary hook, but I'll take it anyway. I take Baltimore and the uh, and the over, and I'll lock this in. All right, <clears> on. <throat> Am I muted?
3: Cam. You... Yeah,
1: I can
2: hear you.
3: Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, there are whispers that the Sacramento Kings are going to be moving to Vegas, which I find interesting because you'll have the Kings, the Aces, the A's, the Golden Knights. And it's pretty obvious Vegas is going with a whole betting theme with their sports franchises. And I think Sacramento in Vegas would give that team a lot of juice. Um, with that being said, I think with Jim Harbaugh going through what he's going through with Michigan, that's inspiring his brother, and I think the Ravens will feed off of that energy and 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 make a push here, and they should beat the Chargers this week. So, yeah, but I don't think they'll go much further than that. I don't. Th- I don't think Lamar Jackson has thrown a touchdown pass to Odell Beckham Jr. yet. Has he done that? He
0: did last week. Last
3: is that the first time? Yes. So he still has a problem throwing the ball to receivers. Um, he did it in
1: three straight he did it in two two or three straight weeks because uh Odell's, he he Odell caught his first touchdown on his birthday, which was like three weeks ago.
3: Okay. Oh, yeah. So he's now throwing touchdown passes to the receivers. Yeah. Yeah. He, or is he doesn't have running? Mark
1: Andrews anymore, so he better he he's gonna have to throw to now because Mark Andrews is not playing anymore.
3: Until Lamar Jackson can figure out how to throw the ball consistently to his receivers, I'm gonna have a hard time taking the Ravens seriously. And I think Aaron should really stick to the Buffalo Bills. I was never so a Bills fan. Never have. I, I will go with that and lock that in. And.
2: Um, I'm just gonna make it quick. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking the um, taking the points on this one. And the Smart. Charges ain't shit. But let's go with that.
0: Smart man. Uh, we have last and definitely not least. We have my Chicago Bears at the Minnesota yeah. Vikings. The Bears are getting to <laughs> points. The Bears are gonna win this game. Uh, they're playing in a dome, so the weather won't be a factor. Uh, I expect Justin Fields to have another 100 yards rushing and another 200 yards passing. A couple more TDs for DJ Moore, a couple more rushing touchdowns for Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert. Dubs, his luck has run out. Uh, Justin Jefferson is not coming back. And the Bears have a really good secondary, as proven by what they were able to do with Jared Goff. So yeah, I think they can cover. I think they can rush. And they got some pretty good linebackers. Tremaine Edmonds is kind of stepping up and making some plays. And TJ Edwards is uh playing well. So that's why I'm locking it on. Minnesota doesn't have much of a pass rush. So that's gonna be a real problem for them. And they can't run the ball either. So they're kind of screwed the way, And who do you got?
2: Well, the magical run for Little Bill is over. Um I think they're gonna actually expose him as far as for being a backup quarterback. That's who he's supposed to be. Um last week, um, Justin Fields actually cost Chicago that game when that last um that last little um ship ship um, thing that happened over there, huh?
0: Not the defense giving up two touchdowns in three minutes
2: and was No, no, Justin Fields who actually could have won the game. You know, he kind of screwed that up. But this week he's quite. They, I want to. I want to pick this team to win this, and it's going to be my final lock of the week. I'm going to go with the Bears on this one because Justin Fields is actually playing for his job right now because he can see that the Bears actually got the first pick and the fourth pick on the draft. So Justin Fields is actually playing for his job, so he's actually going to be playing a little bit better. He's definitely going to be beat down a little bill here and beat them, Minnesota, at home on this one. And for some strange reason, um, Minnesota's uh, number one wide receiver doesn't wanna, is not talking about coming back, and he says he's coming back when he's ready, good and ready. He told told that to these fantasy football nuts that's actually going to his, his uh, Twitter account or whatever, his ex account, and harassing him to death about coming back. But anyway, let me lock this up. This is my final lock of the week. I'm taking the bears. And give me uh-huh. yeah, give me give me the um over this one. Over.
0: That makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who do you think's gonna win?
3: <clears throat> uh who do I think's gonna win? Um I think the league needs the Bears to be good again. Um and um
2: that's next year.
3: I hope I don't know. The league needs certain teams to be good again, and the Bears is, is one of them. Uh, it's just a historic franchise. Um, I think Aaron is better off rooting for Buffalo, and he's fighting that. I think you're, you're, true, you're a true Buffalo fan. You went to Buffalo. It's just something about you that screams Buffalo whenever we, we talk. You just seem like a Bills, Mafia-type dude to me. But Keep rooting for Landry Fields all you Run want. Run through the, running thought, the tables. I never thought Landry Fields was a good quarterback choice for you guys, and now he's done. Are you trading him? You traded for him. And did now you, just you say Landry Fields? He did, yeah. Landry Fields.
1: Yeah, yeah. so.
3: Landry Fields, uh-huh. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the Bears probably do win this game. I hope they do. Because, like I said, we're we're jockeying for draft position, and the last thing I want is for the Bears to drive, to to pick one and two because they'll definitely trade one of those picks to somebody who will pick somebody my Giants should get. So I'm hoping the Bears win out. So, um, yeah, give me the Bears in this game. Yeah, Malik.
1: Yeah, um, I, I I don't know what you're talking about with the bears being playing better i mean the lions just played bad until they decided they weren't bad oh then when they decided they weren't bad they when they decided they weren't bad they just took the bears out pretty pretty easily it was actually
0: or did aiden hutchinson do
1: it by himself
0: because he didn't seem to have um, much help. In,
1: well there's 11 guys on the field 800s didn't need was help to get through the entire <laughs> offensive line and get a sack strip, just fumble saying. and uh and then get your if you have your offensive tackle kick the ball kick the ball out of the end zone uh yeah it's it, that pretty much tells me what I need to know about the bears look yeah. i mean the, the one thing i'll say the one thing i'll say i'll say for the bears the one piece of advice that i would give to justin to mr justin fields is is try dancing after you win don't don't do the shimmy before you win the game, because when you shimmy and you do all the dance, to the, the shucking, the jiving and then you lose, you look like an asshole. And that's just pretty much. <laughs> right. So I, I like I like Justin Fields. I, I rooted for Justin Fields when he got drafted. You know, I was I, I was like, you know, look, good luck for the kid and everything. But then he went and he did that stupid ass shimmy after he after he ran for like 25 yards and then you kick the field goal. You just don't you don't win when you can't score touchdowns. If you're kicking field goals and the other team is going touchdowns, you're not going to win football games, period. That's just that's just the uh, you know, that's just the math of the game there. Um, Chicago needs to figure out how to score touchdowns when they get into the red zone. And that's probably going to mean that Justin Fields has to throw the football and throw the football effectively to his receivers. Problem is his main, his main receiver at throwing the football to is D.J. Moore. And D.J. Moore is pretty short. Uh, he wins (laughs) a lot of balls. He's not, he's not catching 50, 50 balls. They don't really have a guy to do that right now, uh, on the bears. So I'm going to take Minnesota to, to win this game at home. Um, I don't want Minnesota to win this game because I would love to see Minnesota lose again and, you know, create more space in between, us and them in terms of the division. Um, but I think Minnesota should win this game at home. Uh, it's a three and a half point spread. I'm not going to lock this in because whoever, who knows, they both suck. So whatever, who knows, they could just, they could both, uh, you know, like I said, like to LeVon's point, they could both just tie and get the game up <laughs> will still go to the bears anyway. So I'm going to take Minnesota with this game at home on Monday night. And I hope this is the last Monday night game the Bears get until until people you know until they actually get a better team get some some better players on that side of the football uh, for them. Please don't please just don't you know the next time I see the Bears should only be when the Lions play them. I should not see the Bears again this season. Don't don't need need to see them. Don't want to see them. Just let them.
0: You watch any game? Yeah,
1: that's the only that's the only time I'm going to watch them is when they play the Lions again, and that's it. I don't want to see (laughs) them ever. I don't want to see them otherwise. So gotcha, gotcha. I'll take Minnesota, I'll take the under. Probably won't watch this game. Uh I'll probably just enjoy my Monday night doing something other than that, maybe knitting a sweater or something along those lines. <laughs> but, <laughs> but go ahead and take Minnesota. <laughs> I'm nice. well, glad home. you
0: got yourself a hobble. That's really good. No so first. Uh we are gonna go into our shout-outs. LeBron, I'm gonna let you start as our guest.
3: Ah, shout-outs. I don't have I have a shout-out. For you guys, who um, I've missed terribly, and I'm sorry I haven't been on with you. There's no excuse for it. I could give many, but none of them are, are, are good enough to justify not spending these these Thursdays, even though today's Wednesday, with my brothers. And hopefully I could try to get on a little bit more and contribute better and actually have something to say about the teams. But I haven't been keeping up too much with the sporting world. Uh, recently uh, but shout out to you gentlemen and your families and I hope you all are doing well and it is good to see you.
0: Likewise I appreciate that. Ant.
2: um I got one shout out but before I do that i like to do my top 11 of the draft and the only reason I picked this out yes. is because my team suck so I decided to start my my draft prospect <laughs> and this is my 0.1 draft <laughs> but I only got to go after the number of top 11. That's- so, like, number one pick is going to be for the Bears, Caleb Williams. Number two is going to be the Cardinals, Marvin Harrison, Jr. Number three is the Patriots with Drake May. Number four is the Chicago Bears with Brock Burroughs, the tight end for Georgia. Number five is the, the um, Giants going to get Bo Nix, the quarterback from o- Oakland. Number six is the Titans. They're going to get that um offensive tackle. I don't know how to pronounce or- his name.
3: Oregon. Oregon.
2: Oregon. Oregon. But as far as for number six, for the Titans, I got the that, that offensive tackle from Penn State. I'm not going to mention – I'm not going to try to even pronounce his name. Ace, you might know it. But um, as number seven is going to be the um, the football team, I got Dallas Turner, the edge rusher from Alabama. Number eight, I got LeVon's favorite, uh, favorite team, the Falcons, J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback from Michigan. Number nine, I got uh, quite, Um, Remy Packers getting the offensive tackle, Joe Alt. Number ten, <laughs> I got Kool-Aid going to Alabama. And number 11, I got the Jets, of course, going to get Keon, Keon Coleman
3: from, what? from Florida State. All of that just to get to your Jets pick. You just said the Ludd Of course. Of course. <laughs> you know, daggone oh, well, I'm going to do that.
2: But as far as my shot is going to be the same. H-U-Mute, if he was trying to interrupt me.
0: Oh, man. I wasn't. I was just saying, who's getting Kool-Aid McKinstry? You said Kool-Aid McKinstry is getting out. Oh,
2: that's that's who, um, what's the name? Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. Gotcha. number 10.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
2: Oh, Okay um as far as my shout out my shout out is going to be to zach wilson i'm going to make it to him you know it was a good run your court you got a couple of millions of dollars you know you can live it up with your grandpa who's um you know the owner of jet blue whatever they're both of multimillionaires, whatever he was already a millionaire who cares but at least you don't have to deal with the butt fumble the seeing ghosts or the broken jaw the the previous quarterbacks of, the, of, of jets christmas past you're just going to fade out out of nowhere. And that number two is not going to be hanged up in the, ra- in the rafters. Unfortunately, you might be cut at the end of the year. But anyway, shout yes. out to you, Zach Wilson. Hopefully, you'll find a good team and a good um, quarterback coach that can maybe coach you up. And maybe you can come back one day. That's my shout out.
0: All right. And my shout outs are to all of us for showing up here on a Wednesday to make sure that everybody can get all these picks and make some money. Uh, my shout-outs are to everybody have a good Thanksgiving, and my shout-outs are the Chicago Bears who are continuing to improve and actually win some games. And I really think no matter what Justin Fields does, he's going to end up getting traded because they just don't want to pay nobody. And it makes sense to kind of reset it money-wise, but, you know, that's more on the coaching staff than it is on him. He's a good quarterback.
2: The Bears are the poorest team in the NFL.
0: I will say that uh, I'd give a shout-out to Jim Harbaugh. For uh, cheating, pointing out that everybody else was cheating, doing the same exact thing he was doing. I love the fact that the Michigan fans are so crazy; they want to rent the Goodyear Blimp so we can literally ride above the game on Saturday and watch it anyway. <laughs> He's banned from the stadium. <laughs> Honestly, both fans, are the craziest people on the planet. I don't know why they're so insane. It does not mean that much to the rest of us, but I guess they just they just love it more than we do. I'm entertained and amused by it. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy watching Georgia win their third national championship in a row, and then everybody, decrying The system's broken. They're just buying all the good players. Uh, shout out to Tulane. They're probably gonna get the Group Five bid. I'm gonna enjoy watching them play a bowl game. Low we'll key becoming a fan of all these teams that I don't usually watch. And uh, oh yeah, and also um, shout out to the Yankees for making a decision to change things, but not really change anything at all. So we'll expect more of the same from them next season. That'll be really interesting. Oh, and shout out to my Knicks who are uh, doing Purdue in that in-season tournament. And Wemby is overrated. That's all I needed to say.
1: Blake, go ahead. Damn! Low blow. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he's properly rated. He's a rookie, right? Everybody's saying, you know, he's still a rookie. Let him, overrated. Let, him let him do his thing. Overrated. Um, <laughs>
0: got cooked by Mitchell Robinson
1: overrated shout out shout out to shout out to old guys okay I'm just saying just in general Old guys in the NFL coming back to play to play quarterback because there's no young quarterbacks that are out there to be to, to be had. Shout out to guys like Joe Flacco who's coming back at 38 years old coming back. He's down to the practice squad. He got himself a contract. Shout out to guys like Carson Wentz. You stink, but you know what? You're old, and everybody and somebody brought you back. Because guess what? The young quarterbacks are suck. I mean, you heard you heard us talk about it at the beginning of the beginning of the show. The young quarterbacks in the league are so bad that they're bringing back the old guys. They even call Drew Brees, and his shoulder doesn't even work. The dude has Ooh. a non-working shoulder, and I know what that's like because I don't have a working shoulder. My 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 left shoulder is shot to shit just like his right shoulder is. The good thing is I'm right-handed. He's right-handed. It's horrible. It's horrible. So he does everything with his left hand. He's gonna have to learn how to learn how to do everything with his left hand for the rest of his life until he gets shoulder replacement surgery. We both probably need it. But you know, shout out to shout out to old guys who are getting calls. You know, shout out to look. Of all the, of all the players, in, players in the NBA, we talk about Wemby Nyama. We talk about all these young guys in the NBA. LeBron James is still the biggest draw. He's 38, 39 years old, okay? Steph Curry is 36 years old, 35, 36 years old. He's still a huge draw. Kevin Durant, 35, 36 years old. These old guys are still, still hanging in there, okay? Shout out to the old guys. I'm one of them now, and I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. I, I like watching these old guys still give, give it to these young bucks that go that go out here thinking they, thinking they hot shit, because they're not they're not that's all, that's all that's all i got to say about that shout out to uh and my final shout out oh shout out to you guys again shout out to everybody that's listening to us everybody that's checking into us we, we reached a thousand downloads over the course of this show which was great uh so shout out to everybody that's checking in on this show downloading the show i know of course i'm one of the people that downloads the show and i listen to listen back to myself because i'm a pompous asshole but whatever um <laughs> shout out to everybody else that checks into this show we hope, love to hear from you guys you know we the on, on the snap on on the you know chat areas ace manages our social media so if you're talking to you're talking to ace and he knows shout out to him shout out to ace's dad for being a part of our show and and you know holding it down during the weeks uh when ace doesn't invite us doesn't invite me anthony on he only invites his dad to join um so shout shout out shout out to shout out to everybody for thanksgiving happy thanksgiving everybody happy turkey day enjoy your enjoy your, your time and last but not least shout out to jim Ur-say. Yes, Jim Irsay, mm. the owner of the Indianapolis mm. Colts, who had the nerve, who had the nerve, the unmitigated gall to say that his, 20, his arrest in 2014 for driving while intoxicated was a result of the police being prejudiced against him for being a rich, white billionaire. He specifically said, if I am just an average guy down the block, they're not pulling me in. Yeah, Jim, because... Average guys don't get arrested. They don't get arrested for driving under the influence. That doesn't happen to average people. Never happens to them. It only happens to rich white billionaires. You know uh, what? You deserve a you deserve a sharp kick in the ass for that one. And I hope I hope Anthony Richardson decides that he doesn't want to play for your white ass anymore. Your rich white billionaire ass anymore, because. Nobody, can, no, nobody likes you, dude. They, we only play. We only. They only play for you because you're on the team. Everybody's talking about you behind your back, and maybe they don't like you because you're prejudiced white billionaire. Or maybe they don't like you because you're a drunk asshole. So, guess what? So guess what? Have, enjoy your right, your rich white billionaire ass. Very soon, you will be out of out of the out of the NFL either because you're going to drink yourself away from it, or you're going to die. One of those things is going to happen to you. <laughs> Guess what? Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy being who you are. Have fun being the rich white asshole that you are, and stop thinking about stop thinking about what prejudices against you. We just don't like you because you're a dick. That's it. <laughs> enjoy your life. Peace out. I'm done. <laughs> I remember, I said, that kind
0: of crazy for saying that. Uh, I didn't know billionaires were so oppressed. I had no idea. I had no
2: idea
0: he felt that way. Yeah. yeah. That's so
2: much money. I'm so oppressed.
0: I think he should turn over the team to his daughter, you know, because when he got suspended, she ran it, and uh, they got better. I don't know. That was the last time they made the playoffs, so maybe she knows what's there. Maybe she knows what she's doing, so Uh, that's all I got to say. That's it for us. Please follow us on Spotify, Podcast Addict, Podbean. Please like, subscribe, and follow and find us, and uh, shout us out on Twitter at the Uptown Parlay, and Uptown Parlay is the blog. We out.